All right, everybody, we got a good one on top five tonight. We got these two guests with us to list our top five worst moments in history, baby. Oh, God. Welcome to Top Five with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Park? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Gene Simmons. Jesus Christ. There anything? I've seen I saw that tongue up close and personal when well. you were fucking spewing vomit all over my house. <laughs> Gross. Ernie looks Ernie looks like he's in one of those photo booths when you go to the prom. You know, he's got like the curtain behind him, like he's like ready to say cheese. He's still waiting. He's at the prom still waiting for someone to join him in the photo booth. Sad. Well, his passport done. Before you two morons start talking, let me introduce. I got two special guests tonight. So I've been on their show many a times. They've been on top five a couple times. I had to bring them on. Anytime we can shit on our favorite band of all time, Kiss. <laughs> Who the hell else can I bring on than Tom and Zeus from Shout It Out Loud Cast? What's up, boys? Joey, Ernie, this is great. Yeah, you know, it's true because when it's it's like like Zeus and I always say it's like like in coming to America, what, what, you know, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. When you think of shitting on Kiss, <laughs> think of Tom and Zeus and Joey. I mean, it's weird because it really Ernie knows this. He knows me my whole life. Easily my favorite band. I don't even think yeah. about another band throughout any day of the week. Yeah, but we're listen, it, we're not sheep. We're still going to talk right. about the shit we hate. And it just so happens it's more fun that way, too. I mean, there's so many, there's a gazillion things we can talk about that we love and blah, blah, blah. This one's Gene's handsome and not as handsome as Ernie, of course. But we can talk all day of all the <laughs> stuff we love. It's way more fun to talk about the stuff we cringe, we mm. hate, you know, just the stuff we've just really detested. And there's not a lot that Kiss has done over the years. So I didn't, you know, I have always had my own criteria going into these episodes. So for me, you know, I didn't pick, you know, big moments that maybe a lot of KISS fans went with or, you know, all the KISS freaks that, you know, don't like this or don't like that. I went with some issues that I had, you know, just issues with throughout the years. And then I also went with just some moments that I was almost a little, almost, almost embarrassed to be a kiss fan what about you ernie what, what were your what was your criteria for tonight uh i not that big of a kiss fan to be honest with you, you guys <laughs> i mean perfect for you then you have a lot uh so i chose uh the most popular moments because i don't know too much about kiss i don't even know what i'm doing here actually now that i think about it. <laughs> why am i here shut, shut your ass you know a lot about kiss i know you like kiss I forced you. I remember making you up in my room listen to the Unmasked and the Elder back to back, which 
I thought you were going to like the Elder, but he gravitated towards Unmasked. You love Unmasked, don't I like Unmasked yeah. because it yeah. didn't sound like, because it didn't sound like Kiss. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. Zeus loves Unmasked. Oh, horrible! Love that. What about you, Tom? What about you? Did you have any criteria going into this? How did you pick your list? So it was funny. I was laughing because I'm like, I kind of want to keep. Like we've been doing, we've been shitting on Kiss for four years. <laughs> So trying to come up with some original things was difficult. So I came up with, I, I know what you mean. You, 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 I came up with a couple of big picture items that probably we've talked about before and the Kiss fans talk about. But I did come up with a couple of like real like laser sharp specific things that are that are kind of fun, but they're also like things that are kind of like stupid. So couple a little a little mix. What about you, Zeus? Yeah, I didn't take. I mean, I could do. Yeah, Kiss. Uh, recorded Psycho Circus the song uh, Kiss recorded right. the song Shandy I could right. do all those shit things that annoy me yeah. But I thought I would look at bigger picture things Like if they changed this Their history would have been different But I'm I'm also the believer of Even the bad shit made you what you are today And if you're happy with who you are You wouldn't change a thing So I, I try to think like well, you know, they didn't record the album Monster. Well, I'd rather have it than not have it. So I was just looking at So we at, could shit on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, well, I perfectly just, said I would be more upset if they never released new music, you know, after oh, yeah, Circus yeah. Stuff like that. I'm glad right. I have those two records. And there's a little piece here and there that I can listen exactly. to. But we'll we'll, we'll yeah. dive. I'm sure someone's going to pick something off of one of those. But uh, before we do, we always play, I, you know, for many people out there, Tom and Zeus are uh, the number one Kiss podcast in the land, and they're handsome. On, well, that's what I'm about to get to. We're, we're number uh, one because we're number one because we're audio only. Exactly right. <laughs> that leads me into this perfect segue right here. So don't adjust your televisions. Don't adjust your screens. This oh, no. is really what they look like. Yes, Zeus has this disgusting hat on, but uh, you know their personalities make up. For what they're hey. lacking in uh, beauty, it's the I accent. Shined, I, Joey, I shined my head for tonight. Look at that! Look at that glare! Look at that, Joey! Okay. I need a haircut really Whoa. bad. What the hell's yeah. going on up there? Yeah, it's a mess, buddy. <laughs> but it's the accent that makes it work for us. This Boston accent works. It's better than that New York accent. Whatever uh -oh. the fuck you uh -oh. guys got. Oh, I don't have an accent. No, it's not better than Ernie's accent. <laughs> Hey, just for tonight, I got my thing that I got from uh, the plastic caster. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? That's about, I've, I've seen Ernie's. That's about right. Oh, no. Well I'm more, done. I'm more mini kiss than kiss. Mini kiss. Oh, mini kiss. We've been up close and personal. There's still a chance Ernie's wedding ring is some, somewhere in my body, right, Ern? Oh, oh no. Come on. <laughs> Oh, God. but I do seriously. I do want to thank you guys for being here. I know. Oh, thanks for having us, man. This it's is awesome. Late. It's eight. We're recording this at eight. It's eight ten oh, oh, right no. now. Tom Here we go. Is on a strict, strict schedule. We we fight all the time when they ask me to come on their show and I ask them to come on mine. Tom has to be in bed six forty three every <laughs> oh, night. If no, no, the no. Sun Hold goes on. down Let, and he's fuck. still awake. It's the end of the world. Let me clarify. They'll be hey Joey, we're thinking of having you on this week to do this. Yeah, how's Wednesday at 10 30? 10 30? 
I'm like, it, he's too busy teaching kids how to play the bugle. He can't come out and record <laughs> with us. Listen, kids need to know how to play the bugle. Yeah. Ten, yeah, we're coming. Come on. We're, we're doing a podcast. We're having a couple of cocktails, and that will lead me right into my next segment. We Perfect. can't. We have. We can't record past eight o'clock. We're doing it right now. Yeah, this, it's eight eleven. We're pushing. We're pushing our limits. Tom's. Move, Tom's look already looking at his watch. Move along. Move along. <laughs> all right. So that leads me in. So we do this little game. I'm not even sure if you guys drink at all. Yeah, but we, we do. We do do this little game, especially when the doctor's on, because he's always got something disgusting. We play a little game. Tom and Zeus, what are you drinking tonight? Well, Joey, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I was ready for this because I know we do. What are you drinking? However, I don't know if you could tell by the sound of my voice. I'm kind of fighting a little bit of a cold. So I am drinking berry-flavored Gatorade Propel tonight as we record. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I, I got to stay hydrated for this long, this, this event. Uh, Plus, I'm up late. It's not working true. for me. It's not you're, working you're, for me. You're going to be all out of whack tomorrow. You're going to be in bed by 9 tonight. You're going to be miserable. I'll call my boss. I can't come in. How come? I was talking about kiss all night. <laughs> What's that? Why is he doing the Ernie voice when he calls in, Ern? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the Ernie voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not right. Oh my god, <laughs> Ernie, you don't have to. You don't have to put up with that. You know that, right? I'm not. It. Stop it. I love Ernie. I defend we're, Ernie. We're a world-renowned podcast. They're just on some shitty kiss podcast. <laughs> Good. That's that is true. I gotta take it from Joey though because he has a uh, he has pictures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is true, and he's got some of me. So let's be nice. <laughs> I think Zeus Dude, is drinking water, so at least my Zeus, water. What do you got flavored. over there? I got stop and shop water. Ooh, the good stuff. Yeah, right. or I can go grab a, a an old Bud Light that I think Murph brought over here when uh, we watched the uh, Kiss Dubai concert all here, New Year's two thousand twenty. Is no that? Is it open like all flat in the fridge no, right no, now? No. He brought like a 12 pack of Bud Light. I haven't, I, th I think they're still in my fridge. I can crack one of those. <laughs> What's what Ernie drinking? What, what, what do you got? Ooh, okay. No, Heineken, Heineken's, don't get calm down, Tom. It's Heineken's Oh, it's a zero. zero. It's a non alcoholic. Yeah. I'm having a beautiful, refreshing. Wild turkey honey tonight. Oh, this stuff, Tom. If you have, if you're not feeling, if you're feeling under the weather, yeah, and your throat is hurting, I couldn't recommend this any higher. Okay, it is right. absolutely lovely. All right, why don't you send me a bottle for being a guest on your show? You know what? That's that's a possibility. I'll say, with the snow globe next year. It'll be it, it'll be. I was joking. Let's say the snow globe will be. Inside can we put the that alcohol. on? Can we put that on top five Joey mistakes? Hey, the Christmas snow see, globe. Can you see it, Joey? Right there in that kind of empty spot underneath the CDs oh, there. That, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got its own shelf. There. See, that's yeah. what I like. Respect. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he usually uses it as a, as a doorstop for his cats, <laughs> you know, but today he wanted to show it to you. Holding up the bookcase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Handsome man. is a handsome that Joey Casella. That Casella. moron PJ Farley sends me a video when I release my book because they always make fun of it that it's a big book. And he's at the airport. And the baggage carousel is coming around, and it's empty. And all of a sudden, you just see my book on the baggage carousel. <laughs> oh, no. Boy, all right, so let, let's dive into this. We're going to have a great time with this. Again, let's, let's preface this with morons. We are the biggest KISS fans in the world. Well, maybe not Ernie. Nope. I don't want to hear from the KISS fans screaming, 
Whoa, what about why you're shitting on Kiss? You love Kiss. Yes, I, you know I love Kiss. But these are the few things over the years that I really can't stand. Yeah. Okay? So, again, we're going to start with number five. We're going to work our way up to number one. Again, if we repeat something, that's okay. I'm, we might have something repeated. No big deal. No Ernie rules tonight, right, Ernie? No special rules? Nope. Tom, let's start with you. What do you got? Number five. All right. I think we, I, I know Zeus and I have talked about this before, but since I'm on a different show, you know, talking about, you know, different things with different audiences, we talk about this a lot. And I have a couple bootleg versions because a real one was never made. And that was no live album during the Eric Carr era. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand that during that era, live albums weren't really a thing and Kiss was kind of quote unquote down. But they did this. They're out there. They're out there. OK, they do it. They, they're, they're the new off the soundboard right now. That's coming out, you know, in the beginning of April. That's a live album with Eric Carr. So they're finally doing it. But after the fact, I would have liked to have had one off the Asylum tour or whatever. Um, I just feel like that was that's a huge hole in the catalog for Kiss. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th there's no reason why they couldn't have taken that animalized live uncensored. And just exactly. made that a record, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Ernie, what do you think? What do you think about an Eric Carr live release? You agree with that? I think they didn't release it. They want to sell albums. I mean, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Don't you dare. Oh, man. Ernie, I'll put my fighting jacket on right now. I'll drive over to Brooklyn and kick some ass. <laughs> hey, I was he sick at Joey's house recently. So I'm one of the people that really did shit on Kiss. Oh. oh, that story is one of the all-time greatest stories in the history of your show, Joey. No, it's the fucking worst. You have, it's you, the best. You don't. You really don't understand what it did to my house. If oh, I can I imagine. If I mention it to my kids, they they have like a little twitch and they they run up to their rooms. No, not Uncle Ernie. No, I forget what was going on. I think I I think my wife was sick like last week or something, and my son goes. You're not going to scream when you throw up like Ernie, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ernie. Oh, no, I, I felt like Eric Carr in like 1992. You... Uh, oh. What the fuck? Dude, <laughs> come on, Ernie. Is, what the is... fuck? You just met your quota, Ernie. That's it. Mute for the rest of the show. That's it. Dude. Fuck, you got to edit that out. Bitch. God. God, I thought we were bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Right to the, you know I I'll take anything I'll shit all over everyone for anywhere any reason, not my boy Eric and his and his untimely death you fucking piece of shit Ernie. Uh oh my 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 top five are all Eric Carr. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh Jesus! Well, they all now. <laughs> Come on, Zeus. What do you got? Number five. All right. So we all bitch about this uh, the last four or five years. I don't know how long that tour has been going on, but. The fact that KISS announced it's, its last tour and they have a fucking painter <laughs> open up. On their last tour. So people can be like, oh, remember I saw Kiss the last time I saw them? 
Yeah, it was the painter and then Kiss playing the same songs. I'm not going to get into both the set list, but having a painter and they keep doing these interviews in every city about their legacy. We, we opened up for some guys and then they opened up for us and we showed them how the big boys do it. Iron Maiden, ACDC, Scorpions, Bon Jovi, all these bands open up to us. Well, who's opening up for you now? Oh, a painter. Fucking what a way to go out. Brutal. I got to tell you, you know, you're so right. It actually didn't make my list. I actually, I don't know how I forgot about it because it's so recent. I think I blocked it out of my memory already. But it's actually funny to me Mm. that they don't get shit on more for that, especially like in the media. Like you said, Zeus, all they do is is proclaim all the incredible bands, including ZO2, by the way, opening up for Kiss. Well, that's my number one. I'm saving that. ZO2 opening up for Kiss. That's number one, 2004, their mistake. But all they do is is brag. We brought Molly Crew on their first tour, ACDC, Bon Jovi, Iron Maiden. Yep. Fucking painter. It's 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 a slap in the face to every every fan, every past band that opened up for them, every up and coming band that would die for that slot. Let's give it to a painter. And you know the reason. Paul's a painter. Of course. He's a painter. He loves it. And I don't even blame Paul. I, You know I blame Paul for a lot of stuff. I, You know who I blame? I blame fucking Gene. And because Gene should have said, Paul, what are you thinking? No No, way. How about Doc? Yeah, how about Doc? Doc? The man to say to you, dude, what are you guys doing? Let, Let me step in and tell you, that is so uncool to have a painter open up on your last tour. Think of how he did the reunion. We're gonna go on the fucking Titanic and open announce our tour. On our last tour, uh, we're gonna go on America's Got Talent or whatever the fuck it was, and we're gonna have a painter open up for us. Well, maybe they learned maybe they learned their lesson because for a while they had David Lee Roth opening. We saw him when we saw the show up in. in what was in wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know what was wrong with it? They probably didn't like it because David Lee Roth stole the goddamn show. He was amazing. They probably didn't like that. Ernie, you know that there's a painter opening up. For, I mean, I don't know if they're opening up on this leg, but you you heard this before, right? Nope. Th- this guy literally. No, now. It, uh, have you really never heard this? I never. I, knew, I didn't know this. No. They yeah. for Again, for, obviously, this is not a KISS podcast. So um, KISS, the end of the road tour, their, their end of the, of the road, meaning they're, they're never going to tour again. Their last tour is saying they have a painter guy come out with a big canvas and he literally is it does he paint the band every night is it always the same yeah. like the band and he does then a couple do different like, ones like Jimi hendrix or like yeah. freddie mercury like rock guys and he has like rock music playing in the background and he's all like yeah it's like perform- it's like performance and yeah. and like the, the, what is it like it's like always upside down and then he flips yep. it and the order oh <gasps> yeah it's oh my god it's kiss i didn't I never saw that coming Yep. Yes, moron. Yep. You want to know my feelings about that? Yes. It's dumb. <laughs> it's that's why we, we have Ernie here. We could have a painter open up for this show. I mean, give me. I mean, what the? Oh, I, please it's tell bad. me. It's please bad. tell me they're it's not. Insulting. Paying. Are they it's paying insulting. this guy? Please tell me they're not. Oh, they're not paying him. You no know how much credit? You know how much publicity he's getting for being on this thing? Probably. Yeah, of right now, now now it's now again you wonder if they learned 
because there's reports that over in Europe, Amsterdam, yeah. they got they got Skid Row opening up right. for them. So I don't I think don't it's because they learned. I just think they they added Skid Row. Who the hell knows why? But I'm surprised. Like even they did the interview with Howard Stern. A guy like Howard Stern, he's so different than he used to be. Old oh, Howard God, yeah. Stern would have shit all. Can you imagine old Howard Stern and knowing that a painter was opening up for Kiss? What he would have done? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Them. Yep, yep. All right, it's... Ernie. Now listen, we're, we're to you. Skid Row playing music or drawing? <laughs> it's Skid Row's painting. They combine both things. I would rather see that, wouldn't you? <laughs> that would be good. If you had a choice, Garibaldi or having Skid Row come out there and paint a canvas, what would you pick? <laughs> All of them painting together? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd rather see Skid Row paint than play because I can't stand Skid Row, but that's a separate oh, story. Come on. <laughs> that's, a, that's for another episode. Come on, Ernie. Number five, and don't you dare mention the word Eric Carr. All right, I'll start with uh, Gene Simmons' moment. Um, oh, he no. had an interview like in the 2010s or something in in South America, and he um wouldn't answer any questions to the journalist until the guy took off his Iron Maiden shirt. She's in Mexico. Estamos con Tommy Thayer, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Eric Singer, Kiss. Un mes antes de tocar en Argentina. Thank you very much for doing this. I have a question to ask you. What? What? Kiss is K I S S. This does not spell kiss. Gustavo. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I picked this t shirt specially to do the interview with you guys. I mean, it's not cool to wear a kiss t shirt doing a kiss interview. It's very good. What's up? We got a kiss t shirt in our. Oh. He told me it'd be no problem. I mean, okay? that'd be cool. No, you don't understand. But I love a t-shirt. You have one? Yeah, I'll wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can put it on backwards. That's, that's what, I, what I did. It. Yeah, you can put it on backwards. To, to, get, a, to get a free We're going to get you a good t-shirt. Okay. You're 12. That, you're new. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm 12. Do you guys want every journalist wearing kiss t-shirts while yeah, doing kiss interviews? Yeah, I don't want them wearing other t-shirts. <laughs> it's illegal. Why would, why would you Yeah, you know. Do you that? We love Steve. We love Bruce. <laughs> we love Nico. Nico. We love them all. But, but you're at a Kiss concert. It's a Kiss it's interview. A, doesn't show respect. You're in our house. I, I don't want to be respectful. I, well, I don't disrespectful. 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 In our house. I'm sorry about that. That's no, okay. okay. We have a t-shirt also says, I don't understand. You can wear that. <laughs> I don't understand why. If you went to a Raiders Not game, much. you wouldn't wear the other teams. You wear the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, Actually, okay. no, I don't know. No kiss t-shirt? Let's go. Okay, go. So we can do me a favor. Okay. Put your arms through the t-shirt. Put the t-shirt on backwards. You don't have to take it off. I'll do that. Okay. We'll help you. We took that band out on their first tour. I know. Yeah. And ACDC and everybody else. You look so much better. Much better. Okay. Let's go. Oh, I remember that. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one, Ernie. Yes, I remember that. Yep. Was that at a meet and greet or something? I think it was a real interview. That like, might have been a separate incident, Joey, but I think it happened at a meet yeah. and greet, too. You're right. I think it was two different times. Ernie comes pulling the stuff right, you know, no pun intended, right out of his ass. <laughs> Very nice. That's a good one. Good. That's yeah. Su that, that's such a pompous bullshit move by Gene. And Ernie, correct me if I'm wrong. The guy took the maiden shirt off, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Gene Simmons was refused to answer any questions at all. 
And didn't he like degrade the guy or something by saying, "What well, you know, why would you wear an Iron Maiden shirt to interview, you know, Gene Simmons of Kiss? And- right. What's he supposed to do? Wear this shirt? I mean, come on. <laughs> right. going to wear this. And even if he did, he would have something to say about that. Was, hey, <laughs> Probably. Is that a boot? Is that a bootleg shirt? <laughs> no, this is this is Kiss Online. It came. It was delivered late and everything. Actually, no, this is a gift from my co-host. Oh, that's right. We buy presents for each other. I was just going to say, just so you know, I've bought a present for everyone up up on this this Dude, panel right here. That is not a present. You that's not a present. That's, a, that's a snow, snow globe, globe isn't a present not, of yourself. That's the equivalent of sending us a mail bomb, Joey. That's not a present. <laughs> what? Look, that's what I got, Ernie, right there. You guys, <laughs> you guys know what that is? Uh, isn't that that rope that talking robot thing from like the eighties? Yes, seven. It, it plays uh, eight track tapes in the front. Poor Ernie. That's two XL. That? that was Ernie's best friend growing up. Oh, and we no. had an we had it. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. We had an episode of our greatest toys. Yep, I remember. Ernie Ernie was getting a little teary eyed. So me, being the big hearted slob that I am, I searched the country. I had my people spread out, and, and we found loca- one. We located one. I paid top dollar for it. I'm not even going to tell you how much. Shifted to Ernie. The That's rest- a good friend. I mean, it's a good, snow, that's a good, and you, got, like, you guys and two XL for him. I, I thought, uh, I thought it was like Teddy Ruxpin was like the little <laughs> kid's best friend. That was the teddy bear one. That, that's <laughs> yeah. and the Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> used to put the Eddie Murphy, put the Eddie Murphy cassettes on the back of the Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> like every nerd's best friend growing up in those commercials. Exactly. I could see Zeus doing bad things to Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. We didn't have Teddy Ruxpin in a Greek house. Come on. <laughs> Teddy, don't talk to me that way, Teddy. You're being, oh, Teddy, you're being bad, Teddy. Zeus is going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> oh, here we go. Pull your panties down, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Ernie, now I know Teddy. what to send. I know what to send Zeus this Christmas. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin. Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number five. So my number five, this always bothered me. And it's so funny how Kiss constantly repeats their mistakes. And it drives, drives me bananas. Kiss reunites for the reunion tour. Biggest tour probably they ever did. Biggest, easily biggest tour of that year in the country. Kiss is back. Everyone and anyone loves Kiss again. They are the it thing to love again. Right or wrong, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Number one touring act that year. And I don't care what anyone says. Ace and Peter played their asses off on that tour. They sounded great. They looked great. They were moving on stage. Superstars again. Look, If you, look, if you put on a reunion show right now, it blows away what they're doing right now. Oh, God, yeah. And for the people that would say, you know, oh, Peter couldn't play drums anymore. Peter worked his ass off and got back in shape and killed that tour. Mm-hmm. Paul called him the MVP in his book of the MVP first- of the tour. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tour ends on a high note. They, oh, my God. They did probably 200 cities. Tour ends. Let's record a brand new Kiss album with the classic four. And what do they do? Mm-hmm. They get studio musicians to play instead of Ace and Peter. Yeah. What the? Good. What are they thinking? Good one. Why? I understand. Yeah. Can a studio player play better than them? 
but a studio player can play better than you too, Paul, and you too, Gene. Right. It's not about proficiency. It's about the magic that the four of you create. And even if it does sound slightly subpar to the studio musicians that you hired, it creates this animosity when you don't invite Peter and Ace to these sessions and you get studio guys in and you say, nope, your services are not needed. And it creates this animosity and it just destroys all the magic that you just created for the last two years. So again, that, that's my number five, getting studio musicians to play on Psycho Service. Hey, Joey, don't you think one. it would have been better and more realistic if they tried it with Peter and Ace? Paul and will said, probably tell you that they did. Oh, they couldn't do it. No, but oh. I'm saying at least if they tried him, like, look, it's just not working. We tried mm. it. Then we had to get studio musician. Then you would have to say, all right, I get it. It's a band. They have a record deal. They don't want to put that out there. They can't do it. They got people. But to not even go there and then shit on, oh, people have this misconception that it's all for one and we're all back together. That's not... Why are you mad at us? That's the perception you gave us when you right. did a reunion tour and you said you're doing an album again and they're members of your band. That's what uh, you told us. Here's what I think happened. So what I think happened was Paul and Gene, especially Paul, love to follow trends, right? Oh, God, yeah. So even though what they just did was magic, which was only play the old classic 70s Kiss music, right? Mm -hmm. For some reason, you know, they got it in their heads that they want to make a modern sounding album that has to be crisp and sharp and perfect where that's not what we want. We right. want we want the the looseness of Ace and Peter to create what you guys do. It works. Mm -hmm. It's a formula. That's how chemistry works. It's not proficiency. Like, obviously, Ernie and I. I'm very proficient. Ernie, not so much. We work. Right, am I right, 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 oh, Ernie? Jesus. What? You <laughs> just woke Ernie up. <laughs> Wake up there. Ernie, we got to switch you to alcohol. What are you doing? <laughs> You're talking too long. Thank you, Ernie. Somebody's got to say it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's what we wanted, and they just can't. They had to go with studio musicians because they really thought they couldn't cut it in the studio, which is garbage. Yeah. One other thought, though, Joey. How about this thought? The tour did bigger and better than they ever imagined. And already Gene is thinking, fuck, they're going to ask for more money, more stuff. Let's cut their fucking legs out now. You're not even on this. We're not really the four of us back. Equal share shit. Shit, we didn't even let you play on the album. You're just a hired gun. Yep. And they wanted to fucking make them feel like that and shove them down and demean them so they don't ask for more. Well, when you treat them like that, that's where all the shit comes in. But if you came to them with a little bit of like, let's see how it works. You guys aren't going to be paid members like that. But you guys are the reason why we're the hottest thing in the land <coughs> right now. Us four. Let's not kill that magic. We will pay you. Obviously not what we get. But nope. Ernie, someone who obviously you don't know all this stuff, but on do you know the album Psycho Circus? You know that song Psycho Circus? Anything about that? I know the song. It's um the way you're describing it, it's Milly Vanilli. It's terrible. I, yeah, I mean, kind of. It's it's but I, I would think, you know, the obviously the layman average fan or even someone just like Ernie that knows KISS but doesn't necessarily as a fan of KISS, 
they don't, they would never know. But they right. don't realize you're selling what you're selling your product to is the Kiss fan. That's who's buying it forever and ever. I also think <laughs> I also think another thing that they probably thought they were going to get away with, and I know at least with me they did get away with it. When that album was released, there was no internet. We didn't know it wasn't right. Peter and Ace, right? Well, I, I, it wasn't until later on when when mm -hmm. all the all, the internet breaks and then everybody is breaking down every piece of minutia of the band, and we're all like, "The Kevin, fuck? Who was who playing fuck, that? Yeah, but yeah, who I the fuck is so, Kevin Valentine? For, right? For right. me, the for me the second I heard so Psycho Circus, I heard oh, first. Yeah, you can <laughs> tell it doesn't sound like them. The second I heard it, now I didn't know Ace is harder. Because I think Tommy did a lot of that stuff. Ace was harder to pick out. I knew 15, 20 seconds in that this is not Peter Chris. I could tell immediately. Yeah, because you're not. That, that's it's fair. It's stylistic. It's the way Peter plays. There's certain choices that there's no way that he would play. And listen, if you're going to do studio musicians, at least do what they did with Ace. Get Tommy to kind of mimic <coughs> his style, his playing. Peter, they didn't even bother. But it's, they did the same thing with D Dynasty. If you listen to Dynasty right. and you don't know that that's not Peter Chris playing hard times right off the bat, yeah, there's no way it's impossible. That's not right. how he plays. Yep. So you're not even trying to tell the fans this is this is the original four. Mm -hmm. I always uh, thought it sounded like Anton Fig. What? I always thought it sounded like Anton Fig on the Dynasty album. Oh God! You know Anton Fig, Ernie? Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know Anton. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just Googling stuff as we talk. No, he's a David Letterman guy, no? See? Ernie. Yeah, Listen, that's right. Something right now. Ernie is an encyclopedia of music. He's playing dumb to KISS fans right now. He knows all this shit. Okay. We'll see. Uh, all right, Tom, back to you. Number four. All right. So, like I said, I, I, I got a couple of big picture things and a couple of real laser pointed direct little things <clears throat> this is real inside nerd his stuff here but i personally don't mind the song world without heroes i know zeus oh. hates it i'm not a huge i'm not i'm, I'm not a huge i'm not a huge fan of the elder in its entirety there are certain <laughs> songs on the album that i like but the album itself is kind of a throwaway but for me the video for world without heroes at the end when Gene sheds a tear. The world without heroes is nothing to be. It's no place for me. <laughs> you can't have that. It's bad enough that you have written an album, The Elder. It's bad enough that you are releasing a real sad and pathetic ballad as a single. And then you neuter the demon by having him shed a tear. You can't do it. I hated it. it, it as a demon man, as a Gene Simmons guy, you see my shit. That was it was terrible. I couldn't tolerate it. I'm like, what have you done to my Gene Simmons? I, I got to disagree. So I'm a big, big Elder fan. Love the song World, World Without Heroes. And yeah. I actually, I love the video just because. I do too. I th No, I think the video is great. The tear. Yeah, I mean, listen, 
I will tell you, being a KISS fan in 81, 82, in school the next day after, what was it on? Solid Gold, right? Or something? No, it was an actual MTV oh, video. Yeah, but but didn't they put the video out on on mainstream TV? One of some on something. Oh, right? I'm not sure. Because I didn't even. They have, made like an appearance on Solid right. Gold and shit. Yeah, but didn't they play? I thought they played anyway. I remember the next day when I came into school, people, you know, kind of, oh my god, Eugene Simmons was crying. That was a tear. Give me a break. Terrible. I didn't get it because I loved it. Kiss was on TV. That's all I cared about. It didn't matter to me what they were doing. They could really do no wrong for me back then. That was wrong. I hated it. I still hate it now. I'm still embarrassed for him. <laughs> Ernie, you know this video? I don't. World You're Without lucky. Heroes? No, I don't remember this video. Zeus, sing a little uh, little of the verse. I know the um, song. <laughs> I, I will tell you, the tear is not worse than the song. The song is horrible. Oh, oh the song. That's a good song. It's a good song. It's got a great Paul Stanley solo in it. It's It's good. Dude, it's good song. That's all you have to say. It's got a Paul Stanley solo in it when you have Ace Frehley in the band. Barely. Barely. He was oh, barely in want, the band. Why didn't you let me play the solo there, Paul? <laughs> hey, Ace, was that you? Hold on. <laughs> he just walked in. Hey, you guys want me to tape an episode of Top 5 with Joey Casada? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I gotta find a, I gotta find a roll of scotch tape in the parking lot. Top five things I don't remember. Top five sports cars I've wrapped around a telephone pole. Coming up next, number five. Oh wait, hold on a second, I don't remember. <laughs> Ace, Ace can't count to five, so he's never coming on this show. Top five Muppets, <laughs> me. <laughs> he's got something new happening upstairs with the uh hair recently it's it's uh marvelous. oh man just, I, Poor love Ace. My, I love my wigs <laughs> match Poor my Ace. socks <laughs> you gotta you had to see ernie back in the day ernie had this oh, no. quaff i love to call it a quaff he would take his hat off short and all of a sudden it would something would happen right away because you take the hat off and go like this Nice. And this thing would pop out and flop down in front of his face. It was incredible. It happens to us, Ernie. It's okay. It's okay. Look, it looked like the, the monster. Remember the head monster? Oh yeah. It's <laughs> like if you go down this video, it's like Tom, Ernie, me coming up, and then Joey. As far as the hair going. Oh yeah, it's like the progression of losing your <laughs> hair. No, but yeah. the worst part is. Ernie, go like this. Ernie has a full head of hair. Look. He just shaves it. Yeah. He's just a nut. No, yeah. it's turning gray. That's that's it. Bald, the gray bald is me. You're going for that like Corey Feldman stand by me look? What is that? <laughs> the bu the bu the buzz cut <laughs> with the glasses. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uncle Uncle Corrado. Your, uh, your father's uh, up in the loony bin. He's loony, a loony. Loony loony loony. loony. <laughs> Your dad's a loony, a loony up in the nut house in Togas. He took your ear and he put it to a stove and he burnt it off. My father stormed the beach in Normandy. He's crazier than a shithouse rat. No wonder you're acting the way you are with a loony for a father. You call my dad a loony again and I'll kill you. Loony, loony, loony. Ah! I'm gonna rip your head off and shit down your neck! <laughs> <laughs> We're all doing it. <laughs> Come on, Zeus. Up to you. Number four. All right. Number four. Um, 
you guys remember this. And because Gene did this, he created a guy that has haunted his partner from the last four years. And that guy's name is freaking Stanley here, people. Oh, God. And that is Gene opened his fucking mouth up and gave that speech. We do it live. We sing. And you can't do it. You shouldn't be on stage. You should have your thing on a ticket. That's it. Because he gave that speech, his partner gets fucking tortured every day about backing tracks to the point that the biggest fucking most famous Twitter fucking troll thinking family created an online army that pays people to do cameos to kind of shit on Paul Stanley (laughs) because Gene opened up his mouth. If Gene didn't say anything and Paul, you know, Hey, you know what? He's older. People would give Mm. him some kind of slack, but Gene opened his mouth up, put a fucking huge target because he never expected that he would need it. And look to his right and be like, fuck, he may need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't put all this on Gene because Paul, there's clips out there of Paul on stage saying the same thing. We're coming at you live. You don't see anyone behind us. You don't see backing tracks. Listen, I get it. I mean, they're preaching. You know, what bothers me is, and, and I, I would think Gene in a weird way has a little smirk on the side of his lip every time that Paul is getting accused and shit on for backing tracks, knowing that he said that speech. I think Gene likes it this much. Because oh, it, it, it knocks Paul yeah. out a notch. Yep. Every time Paul says, yeah, his his uh, main yeah. track, his theme song was written by me, God of Thunder. Yeah, you fucking sing the tracks. Fuck <laughs> you! Oh, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't it be great if Gene did that one time? Oh yeah, Paul, why don't you try singing something right now live? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the end of the band. Paul Stanley, Ernie gives Paul a run for his money right now. Uh-oh. Oh no! Anyone who heard, hears the beginning of the show, a lot. Ernie, you have any idea how many emails I get? What the hell is Ernie doing in the beginning of the show in the opening? Because you he, you hear him like screaming. That's Ernie <clears throat> singing Roxanne in karaoke. <laughs> oh God! He oh, is no. infamous. He literally would empty a room out. What was uh, your main? But... What was your main song? Not Roxanne Ernie. You know the one I mean. Oh, uh, hopelessly devoted to you. Oh hopelessly no, Ernie oh, from Greece. Would, from oh, Ernie. Wow. What, what what's would, the significance of that, Ernie? Why do you like? Why did you pick that song? It's got a great screaming part in the chorus. Oh, <laughs> you have not lived. The fr- I had I had heard stories for years of Ernie's karaoke. <clears throat> Never got to see it live. We go away. We're on the uh, Jersey Shore, Wildwood, New Jersey. We're away for uh, guys uh, guys week. <clears throat> we go to this bar, Beef and Beer, right, Aaron? Is that what the name of the place? <laughs> beef and Beer. And sounds like a top shelf what, establishment. What, what, it sounds what, like what you threw up. Only <laughs> the best for us. Beef and Beer. <laughs> we go to Beef and Beer. It's the only place that would let us in. Ernie starts singing karaoke. Now, I, I swear to you, I had never seen it before. So I, I had heard great things. I don't know what to expect. He starts singing Hopelessly Devoted. He gets to the high part. I swear to God, I threw up in my. I was we were drinking these. <laughs> you giant threw up in your beef, beef and beer. beer. I, was like, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, everything was coming out of my body. I was laughing so hard. 
Oh, God almighty. Make me blush. <laughs> no, but I got to tell you, Zeus, even though this is a bad moment, I don't think it's a bad moment because at the time, and even now, Gene lives by that. I think maybe a few years from now when they're all said and done, Gene goes back. Gene talks about this a little bit, I bet. <clears throat> yeah, mm. the thing I, I'm saying is, Joey, it's very distracting. We're on the last part of the tour. All we hear, and even before thinking for family people, there are idiots that, oh, see here, he's away from the microphone. Like, just I feel like I, I feel like it's, it's starting. It's starting to die down because it's been beaten into into the ground so much that only like the sinking Stanley army is like obsessed with it, kind of. So I, I, I mean, I, I, that's good at least that it's kind of like, all right, we get it. Just. But he off. gets he gets people that end up in blabbermouth shitting on Paul because he pays them to do a cameo. <laughs> Who <laughs> lips from Anvil? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Anvil has something to say about using tracks. Great. Listen, don't shit on Anvil. They're great. Oh God, Ernie, big Anvil fan, right? Woo. Yeah, Jim Neidhart is fucking awesome. Oh, I, 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 the, the, I would take Jim Neidhart. The real anvil. Absolutely right. <laughs> you would take him as what? In the sack? You would, do, you, would, you would treat him like Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> oh, Jim God. Anvil. Yeah, especially with his beard. You'd be able to pull it from behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Come on, Ernie. Number four. What do you got? Uh, I got to go to uh, an old Kiss lyric um, about uh -oh. his, what his fingers can do. Oh wait, hold on. Which which great expectations? Great expectations. Yeah. What's Did the it, lyric? Oh, uh, you you see me playing guitar. You see what my fingers can do, and you wish I was the one that you're like doing. The jerky it. boys. That's a great lyric. Good. That's a great lyric. I mean, you wish is, I was the one I was yeah. doing it to. This is oh, poetry for Gene. <laughs> it's poetry for Ernie. No, I I, I don't know. That's. <laughs> He's just fingering some chick. That's all. Well, he's first of all, about. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if, if anything, the song itself is a disaster. So, I mean, right, right there. That's a good I, point, I, Joey. Of course, he knows what he's talking about. He plays that, the dumb part. He's being coy. Everybody had Destroyer. I mean, it was, it was um. I don't even know where it, I had my um H tracks when I was like seven, eight years old. I don't even know where it came from. This is like my my, my uncle and my dad. Uh, did you call it H track? Oh, uh, but I, I met each. I, I can't. Pull. It's That's the one that he, it's the it's the one that he uses was his two XL robot. I actually did play the music. H track. XL, yeah, I did. <laughs> but let me tell you, you know, that actually goes back to something that you guys had said, I think, on one of your show once. They need to recertify something like Destroyer. Like Ernie yeah, said, he just, yeah. get he some credibility. Ernie doesn't even know how he had it. He literally just had it. Yes. And he knows the song, one of the yep. throwaways considered on that album. He knows oh, it. I, I know I know a lot of Kiss's seventies music. Like everybody Good knows for you. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Ernie, you know where I thought you were going with that lyric right there, right? The Paul oh, no, Stanley. That's, that, no, that's my number one. Oh, never mind. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know. Hold it. Oops. All right. Save it. Save All right. it. My number four. This has got, I'm assuming, on someone's list, and I'm, I, I'll apologize if I grab it early. But, Ernie, I'm not even sure if you know this, because it's this is, I've not been embarrassed of Kiss many times over the years. Uh-oh. I was actually embarrassed. Like, if someone brings this up, I have to hang my head. Uh-oh. Kiss playing 
to sharks yeah, in I Australia. Oh, yeah. I knew that's where you were going. One of the world's most popular rock bands, as you've never seen them before. Hey, look how cool is that? <laughs> and Seven News went along for the ride. The thrill of a lifetime. There's nothing like a boat going like this. I just banged my head on the side. This would likely be their last ever show down under, and what a farewell it was. No packed stadium, just eight adoring fans, and a handful of cheeky boaties. Well done, Joey. That's a good one. Yes, Kiss did a promotional stunt, and even Paul Stanley didn't show up. He said he, had, he must he have told COVID. Gene. Yeah, right. He told Gene, no fucking way, Gene. You sign that contract. You go you go to Australia and play for sharks on a little Jaws fishing boat <laughs> off the off the shore of Australia. The Ernie, video of that is oh, so it, embarrassing. Have you ever seen this, Ernie? No. I, it's 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 be, it's beyond parody. The 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 concept was there were speakers under the water. Yep. And they were on this and it you know, I when they first announced it, I'm picturing this big glamorous yacht and this, you know, big stage production, and they're in the middle of the sea and people like, you know, much like the Kiss Cruise. I'm thinking it's like Gilligan's Island. It's like yes, the SS it was, Minnow. It was like the fucking SS Minnow. They yeah, went on a three yeah. hour tour, got it, yeah. which they never came back. <laughs> yeah. It yep. was, it's like the Macy's parade where they got the shit float, not a kiss oh, yeah, yeah, themed. Yeah. It was just like that. It's the yeah. same thing. It was so underwhelming. It's an embarrassment. Yep. Did yep. he take requests? <laughs> the sharks. The sharks were shooting up. They wanted to hear "Torpedo Girl," and uh... <laughs> I think they played like "Shout It Out Loud" and and uh, no, they didn't play "Shout Out," did they? Because Gene. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember. Rock and roll night. For anyone that thinks Paul really had COVID during that. COVID Paul, pandemic Paul <laughs> was isolated in bubble wrap. He did not get COVID. He Paul's probably trusted, like, I'm not doing, I can't do this. He told Gene, listen, or maybe he even lied to Gene. He said, Gene, I have COVID. Fuck it. Go by yourself. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they were a three piece on a fishing boat in the middle of Australia playing to sharks. Ernie, it was, they literally <laughs> jumped the shark. Like in Happy Days, you know how you know the the phrase in Happy Days, jump with the Fon shark. Fonzie, you know, the coolest guy on television, they have him water skiing, jumping sharks, and they and that that's from there on it killed. They the ran shark. out of ideas. It's that's just, the term. It's over. Yep. For years, yep. It, they literally referred to that as jumping the shark. Kiss literally jumped the shark. Mm, good one, Joey. Did he did he do sh uh, Shandy and uh, a Sharky. <laughs> they couldn't because Paul Horrible. didn't show up. They probably would have. <laughs> All right, Tom, back to you. Number three. Okay, so I'm not going to go so far as to say what our buddy Jericho has said in the past, where he says he wishes that they didn't even do the reunion. He want he he wanted them to continue on the path to see what they would have done. Now I'm not going to go that far, but here is what I'm going to say. I don't know how this would have worked, and I know it's 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 it would have been impossible. But after the reunion, take the makeup off and go back to Bruce and Eric Singer and get back to making new original music in the direction that you were doing. Cut the shit with with the with Sonic Boom, 
and and we talked about Psycho Circus and cut the shit with all this and, and putting different guys in makeup and all that. Stop. Go back and be Kiss. Now, I love the reunion. I love that era. But to me, that was that was such a pivot point for what we've got over the last 25 years that I, I kind of hate what the reunion resulted in. I love the reunion, but I hate what it resulted in. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you, but there's no, you know, just financially, there's no way that this could have happened. Obviously, oh, you, I know. You, you know, music leaves revenge and, and even Carnival was great. But you got to understand, Kiss is like on a downward slope. They're playing the conventions. They're playing. I agree. They're playing little, you know, ballrooms inside of a hotel. They're, yep. they, if they go that path, they're they're playing old age homes within the within three years. They're done. There's no Maybe, way they probably can, probably yeah, there's no. I mean, even if they release great music, what are they yeah. going to do that could resurrect their career? Nothing. They did yeah. it, and they were listen. They're brilliant for doing it because yeah, I the agree. Makeup is timeless. It made them look young again. Made them relevant. All that stuff. But I understand what you're saying as yeah. a Kiss fan. I, in a, in an alternate reality, I would God, I would have loved to have both. Right. Let the reunion go. Let them keep doing what they're doing, and somehow weirdly have this branch off in this you know alternate Marvel universe reality yeah. where Bruce and Eric and Gina Paul are without makeup and still making that fun music. But I get yep. it. I guess I, ju- I I guess I just hate. Well, not hate, hates a strong word because I've seen him in concert a million times since it happened, but how they've been essentially like a nostalgia act for like 20 years. Yeah. Even with the release, even, you know, they did a Sonic Boom tour, they did a monster tour. But other than like playing one song from each of those albums, like we've, like Zeus, we, we've talked about it's the same. We're not bringing up set lore. I'm, at least I'm not bringing up the set list during this episode, but it's been the same thing for like 20 years. And you're right. Maybe if they did take the makeup off and go back to Bruce and Eric, you're right. They would have been done in two years. I don't know, but I don't know. You know it's you tough. Know what I thought was a mistake again, just along the same lines here when they, so carnival of, again, for people who don't know carnival of souls. I love was, that album was recorded right before this reunion happened with kiss. So yep. carnival of souls was the, was the album it was like a grunge kiss album. If you want to call it that it was a very heavy, dark kiss album, which, some fans hate, some fans love. I actually love it because I, I love I love different Kiss all the time. Yep. But what what a lot of people don't realize is there was it, they put it on the shelf when the reunion happened because it was it was you know it was going to fight what they were trying to do. The reunion makeup Ace and Peter, this Carnival of Souls grunge album had nothing to do with what they were what was happening. But what happened was, and I was one of them, bootlegs got out. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to get my bootlegs on 8th Street in Manhattan. It's only rock and roll across the street, right across the street from the old Electric Lady uh, recording studio. I would go there every week, uh, get all my bootlegs, and I got Carnival. I loved it. But it was so circulated in the bootleg um, community <clears throat> that the record company finally said, forget it. We have to release this. And here's the, here's the point I'm trying to make. I really think they made a mistake because the cover of that record is the four of them in the studio without makeup on Bruce and Eric, so on and so forth. And yep. if you remember, like, uh, I think it was kiss confidential and they had like that mock cover 
with the guy holding his throat with like the flame head. You guys remember that? Oh yeah, the yeah, because the album was going to be called Head, I head, think, or something. Head, head, right. Yeah, the cover was amazing. If they would have put out that album, yeah, with a different cover, meaning whether it's the head album, head cover, or something along yep. the lines of a carnival, anything that didn't show them out of makeup, I actually think that album would have done really well because Pe- the, the regular Could've. public would have just seen Kiss on the shelf and they wouldn't have known. Hey, what? This is not the kiss that I just saw in concert last night at Madison Square Garden with makeup on. I don't even know what this is I'm looking at. So it just flopped. It's a good point. They would have just released it with a generic cover like that head. I actually think it would have sold pretty well. Good point. Yeah. Come on, Zeus. Back to you. All right. Uh, My third. I'm going to say number three for me is a a part of a, a, a. I've talked about it on our show quite a few times. And that is Kiss Let Go of Sean Delaney. Mm. I feel his impact in the band still to this day never gets recognized as much as it should. Yep. And he was the one guy that all four members really respected his opinion. And he was the one complaining, don't do the solos, doing it. And then afterwards, by 78, he's kind of like thrown away. And what happens after 78 and on? This is never the same. Zeus, what I think, happens? Why do they? What I don't know. I don't even know this story. Believe it or not. What what happens? I think he got so popular, and he was so. I mean, his book, that book we have by Brian Kennard, Sean Delaney's Hellbox, is pretty oh, good. God, it's, it's incomplete. I don't know it's that book. Real short. Oh my god! It's pretty yeah. much. It's pretty much. So we had the author Brian Kennard on a couple of years ago, and it's pretty much the. But the like, on, he Zeus, can you please not show your butt on my show? This is Some, not, sometimes I think he forgets we're on video. This is family TV, Zeus. This is not going to work. All right, I can't hear you because he doesn't have his headphones in. So I think Joey was saying that you, you're showing everybody your ass because we're on video. My assholes. This yeah, is not you. a good look. Those skinny okay. chicken legs with that that little you know round rumpus. Okay. Yeah. This is him, guys. Oh. I've Very never short. heard of this book. So the book, the book is pretty much like a, a dictation of Sean Delaney, like being like interviewed. And he just pouring out his soul, like his life and, and his love for the band before yeah. it really could finish. Right. But there's some really detailed pieces of information on there. And you got to get it. It's, 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 it's amazing. A small, it's a small paperback, but it's incredible. Also, like kind of, uh, you know, get uh, get your. uh virgin eyes and ears how are you gonna read this you know he's a gay guy who grew up in the 60s and 70s got abused and yeah yeah it's all it's this, uh it's this pretty is not graphic. a book for you ernie you're yeah, too innocent for something it's, like this it's really graphic you read this one no i didn't read this book yet as colleen yet. I, I, I have a feeling colleen might have read this one possible he's like i read it but i didn't read the part about kiss i read the other parts um but there's so a, summarize. So what happens? Why do they let Sean Delaney go? Is it drugs at, or at some something point like that, he or? got it? He got yeah. He also started becoming popular with other acts because he was producing Gene yeah. going out, and he started becoming a big name. Bill Coin was kind of putting him out there with other yeah. people and stuff, and he kind of went on his own. He always was a musician himself, right, so he yeah. started his act and started yeah. being in his music stuff. And there was jealousy and anger and stuff and things. Their relationship got kind of strained, and and he eventually kind of 
went off well, on his own. Let me ask you. So obviously, Sean Delaney technically was never part of the Kiss management. What did he no. ever actually he was, have a title? He was. Did, what he was did his have title? a title. I think he was part of like the production or something. He's part of Bill O'Coin. Bill okay. had him as his kind so of. So he like, worked for a coin management. And for money. Again. Oh, my. Of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. He was Bill's boyfriend at the time. Right. Right. But he also got him into, like, you know, the, the, the uh, musical, the way they danced on stage, the way right. they performed. Yeah. He came right. up with the no, douche dance. The blood, right. I know his involvement stuff. with Kiss early yeah, on and yeah. stuff, but yep. I didn't know his actual professional titles. And, you know, when you said they let him go, was he actually ever really. On the so yeah did, yeah yeah it was on the did, payroll. But did Kiss let him go or did Bill let him go? Um, you know what? I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't want to say yes or no, but it, it was more along along the line of, look, if Gene and and Paul and yeah, Peter right, and Chris right. they all wanted him around, he would have stayed around. Right. Uh, but I think after time when the management went and he has a great story in this book, which is fascinating as hell about some sort of like fucking secretary that got murdered by the mob that was in Kiss's book, uh, the, in Kiss's life. And he like kind of solves this mystery of wow. what happened to her. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good read. It's, it's fascinating. Cool. Where can you get that book? Can you get it like on Amazon? Amazon? Okay. Yep. I, I just wrote it down. Yeah. You can go on Shout It Out Loudcast's website and find the episode Sean Delaney's Hellbox. Click the link there and buy it on the Amazon store. <laughs> that's that's all true. Yeah. Come on, Ernie. Uh, but it's it's a fascinating one, but you should look into it. I agree with that. Sean Delaney was obviously a big part of Kiss. I I wish he was him and Bill were around today to kind of tell us some more stories, but obviously they're not. Bill also right. Bill was also the brains. Yep. But Sean was respected by all four of them in different aspects of it. Yep. He was a strong, tough guy, so he could get away with telling them and putting each one of them in their yep. place. Yep. And I think they lost that when he left. Come on, Aaron. What do you got? Number three. Vinnie Vincent getting arrested. What? You mean the, uh-oh. The uh -oh. dog the, thing? The dogs? Yeah. The dead dogs <laughs> in his garage. Yeah. New information tonight, the arrest of former KISS guitarist Vincent Cusano, he's better known as Vinnie Vincent. Tonight, Rutherford County deputies continue their investigation into the incident that left his wife injured and bloodied, and authorities with a strange discovery on their hands. Sheriff's deputies still surround Vinnie Vincent's home a day after his wife, Diane, drove to the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department. Deputies tell Nashville's News 2 she was covered in blood and smelled of booze. She told them Vincent smacked her in the face, grabbed her hair, threw her on the ground, and dragged her through a pile of broken glass. As Diane went to the hospital, deputies went to Vincent's home to arrest the ex-Kiss guitar player. Not only did they find Vinnie Vincent, they discovered four dead dogs. Deputies tell us Diane told them the four dead dogs, which they found inside the home in sealed containers, were killed by one of their aggressive dogs. See, he knows what the fuck you see, this idiot. Dude, that 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 that's a good one. You're right, Ernie. That's like that's like a kiss deep cut right there. That's a good so, one. Er, Ernie, tell the people what's this story? Here? Uh, well, he was accused of domestic abuse, where he hit his wife or his ex-wife at the time, I think, and he was also accused of dragging her through broken glass. So obviously, he gets arrested. The cops go to his house to look for evidence, and they find out a bunch of dead dogs in his garage, oh, like awesome. in like bins or something, right? 
uh, yeah, in some type of uh, containers. You know that's that just... I can't. That's so disgusting. I mean, that's just he, <laughs> fucking Vinnie Vincent. God, now you know why he's my co-host. He, even in, on a Kiss podcast, he's got to be gross. I didn't th- even think of this. Me but neither. you're you're so right. This is something. Even now, not that, listen. Not that Vinnie's well respected right now, but he's back in the spotlight, semi spotlight now. Nobody brings this up to him anymore. Nobody. Ever, nobody talks about this. This was when Vinny was MIA what, tw- 20 years almost, right? Yep. yep. He was just gone. And little things, not little things, but things like this would come out in the news about Vinny being arrested, domestic violence, finding all these dogs killed and dead dogs on his property. And I believe, I don't know for sure what he said, but didn't he try to explain this over the years? Yeah, if he, he did, if he, if he if he did, I didn't hear that. What'd you say, Aaron? He did. He did explain it years later, where um, she was a alcoholic, and she, they 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 would take every dog in from the neighborhood, and if you let the small dogs out when the big dogs are out, the big dogs would attack the small dogs, and he said it was too cold; the ground was frozen to to what he called to bury them. So he's waiting for summer. I think he's right. I think that's the story that he just, told. That's just what the hell. I think the re- Joey. I think the reason why nobody really brings this up per se is because everybody knows that Vinny is just fucked. And weirdly enough, and he's got like, no, and he's got like no credibility. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's. I, I think like, it's almost. I hate to say it. The excuse makes it makes sense. I mean, he's not eating them. Not yet. We don't know <laughs> that. Only Zeus would defend Vinny Vincent for killing ninety dogs. <laughs> the attorney's got to step in. It makes sense. The attorney has to dogs. step in okay. for a garage full of dead dogs. Really, he can't bury he's them. Not, he's not looking them up. No, you should oh. be thanking him because he is such a humanitarian. He wants to bury them. The, he the, has the, to the wait. same kind. The same kind of humanitarian that lets his alcoholic wife bring in a house full of stray dogs so they can die. Picture Zeus in court. You're on. Listen, my client over here, the ground is frozen. What is he going to do? He can't bury the dog. He wrote that time of year. Leave him alone. Your Honor, I know my client killed his wife, but at least he didn't eat her. He's not going to eat them. He didn't even eat her, Your Honor. Come on, look at this. He could have eaten her. That's right. The ground's too cold. We live I in like, Boston. I like the way Ernie explained that. I agree with Vinny. Yep, that's what he meant to do. Fucking Vinny. Poor Vinny. Only Jesus. Vinny has a garage full of dead dogs. I love what Ernie. Ernie's bringing the heat tonight. I garage like garage full. He doesn't say much, but he brings, <laughs> he, he always has a good fucking I a good it. chime in. I want to get that. Vinnie Vincent's garage full of dead dogs makes it. That's our place. new shirt, Tom. That's yeah. our new shirt. No, no, our new shirt will be Vinnie Vincent's veterinarian center. What? Want a garage full of dead dogs? No. On the back, call Vinnie Vincent. Vinnie Vincent's doggy daycare. Doggy. Oh, that's doggy. it. Doggy. Doggy burial service. Bring your dogs. We got a waiting list. Hold on. The weather hasn't changed yet. We'll when the get gr- to it. When the ground's too hard to bury your favorite pet, Vinny will watch him in his garage. Send them to VinnieVincent.com. <laughs> oh, God. What's the matter with us? Oh.
and you'll get not- my and you'll get my guitar getting box head along with it. <laughs> Wait, do you see a sign that says "Dead Dog Storage"? Ah. <laughs> nice. I can see Vinny. Oh. Vinny's in the house. No, yeah, to the dogs. No, no, keep going. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, keep going yeah, that go way. That way, right in there. Yeah, they got the coats in there, dog. Don't get yeah, go in there. Go in there. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got some beautiful Dior dresses. You want to have them? Pick out a few for yourself. Huh? For my mom. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, take take a few. No, 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 no. It's over here. It's in the store in the corner. It's swag, so I got it down the corner. Over here? Right down there. Yeah, it's over there. Right there. The, yeah, the yeah. poor dogs in the neighborhood are like, no, no. I get the fuck. <laughs> oh, see, this is what we do. Oh, Jesus oh God, God. I got to catch my breath after that one. I, oh. I can't believe I forgot that story. The dead dogs. <laughs> Vinny Vincent doggy daycare. That's the new. Thank that's the next God. T-shirt coming from Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh, Jesus, Ernie, quickly, who's next? Top five is trademarking that right now. Oh, oh. we're gonna beat you to it. Are you stealing shit from us again? Are you stealing shit? It's this Ernie's topic. What's the matter with you? Yeah, but we came up with the idea. Uh, We took what Ernie had and we made it better. I'll edit that part out. No one will know that. Yeah. I got you, Ernie. All right. So my number two. Now, very rarely. Wait, this is your number three. Oh, I'm sorry. My number three. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Very rarely. New York math. Do I hate a Kiss song? And and there's almost none, almost none, okay. That I that I really can't listen to. Oh. I will put on. Um. Then she kissed me. I will put on. You know Sorry. what the hell? Peter's ballad from Psycho Circus. What the hell is the name of that thing? Uh, oh, nothing can keep me from you. Oh, that's not that. That's, oh, I finally. Oh, that's Detroit Rock City. I finally, I finally found, found my, my way. way. So you just ruined my pick, Tom. But this 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 piece of shit. So again, it's not so much that the song is so bad. So Kiss, again, height of their reunion. They are the coolest thing on the planet. And maybe some people don't like that Detroit Rock City movie. I actually love it. I think it's I too. a I great think it's, time. I think it's, it's so a dumb great and funny. Time, time capsule, funny oh, movie, great for the time period. Shows you what Kiss is about, and all the people out there. Oh my! Oh my God! That Kiss logo is not really the '70s Kiss oh, logo. Oh, right. just shut up! And can't you just enjoy a movie for five seconds rather than shitting on it? I don't care about stuff like that. So yep. they make this movie, Detroit Rock City. I think what this is during reunion or right when? Yeah, Psycho this is this is reunion era. Reunion yep. era. Yep. Again, biggest band in the world. Super fun movie. Soundtrack is incredible. So many great songs on this soundtrack. Kiss records a new song for the soundtrack. Oh, it's got to be this new party song, another shout it out loud, another rock and roll all night. Something fun, something anthemic to bring, you know, this fun movie to a climax. Maybe the fun, the fight scene at the end could have played the new Kiss song. Nope. Paul Stanley, again, they, they, they can't see the big picture. They live in this little bubble. Aerosmith has all these big ballad hits. Paul Stanley and his ego has to have, uh, what's, his, what's her name, Diane Warren? Yeah. A Diane Warren song 
and he recruits her to write this piece of garbage. And it's not the worst song in the world. Yes, it is. But but for the time and the moment that this movie was, it's complete garbage. Wherever you are, that's where I'm gonna be. No matter how far, you'll never be that far from me. And the performance, if you listen to it now, again, Paul's one of my favorite singers of all time. If you go back and listen to um, Nothing Can Keep Me From You, the actual vocal performance, he's out of tune all over the place in that, in that vocal. Bring that to any vocal teacher, any musician. He's off key constantly in that song. And it's so hard to listen to. It's so self-absorbed. It's like, who the hell is feeding them? Yes, Paul, this is the song to do for this soundtrack rather than a new party song. Joey, that that's that should have been your number one. That is such a great call because you're, everything you said, the movie, you got the reunion, the movie, the nostalgia's sky high. You got all the merchandise back. You know, Spencer's selling all their junk and all their shit. Right. Soundtrack kit, like you said, Kiss records a new song. This is going to be incredible, and it's like a Tom froze. <laughs> Look at that face. I love angry, it. angry Tom. <laughs> You froze for a second, Tom. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. So I was just saying, it's it's a it's a terrible a terrible ripoff of like Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing, which is also a terrible song in my opinion. Yeah, but you're right. You but, nailed it. They're trying to do that. They're trying to do that '90s ballad. But this is even worse because at least the Aerosmith songs were meant for certain. Well, that was for Armageddon. I think that Armageddon. Was okay. It's a different vibe. Detroit Rock City is like American Pie. It's a, it's, it's, it's a party it's movie. It's like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's a fun party movie. Exactly. Nobody wants to hear a sappy ballad. And on top of all that, it's only Paul on the song. Yeah. No Gene, no Peter, no Ace, no nobody. It's such a, and it's, you're right. It's a bad, I think it's a, I think it's a bad song, but you're right. Paul sounds horrendous on it. Horrendous. Yeah, and it's bad. Paul is still peak Paul at this time. Paul yeah. can hit every note. Whoever produced that song should be shot, taken yep. out, shot, and stuffed in with Vinny's dogs. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there you go. All right. Come on. Uh, where are we? Back around to Tom, number two. All right. Uh, so for me, this is one where it, it because this particular producer, because everything he did with Kiss was, in my opinion, pretty perfect. I wish they went back to Eddie Kramer sometime during the 80s. They got him on a live two. He did Ace's album, and you never saw him again until a live three. And I love a live three. I absolutely love a live three. And I love those 80s albums. Michael James Jackson did a great job with Lick It Up, but Paul Stanley did Animalize. Paul Stanley did it. Asylum. Uh, whatever the guy's name is that did Crazy Nights that turned into a, a, a keyboard pop Bon Jovi ripoff. Yeah, that production like, is shit. Ron Nevison. Ron Nevison, thank you. And I understand what the 80s sound was at the time, but Eddie Kramer, he was so... Everything he did with Kiss, like literally everything he did with Kiss, was untouchable. 
And I would have loved for them to go back to him sometime, maybe even hot in the shade. Cause as much as I love that album, the production sucks on that album, but I love the songs, but the production is shit. Give that to Eddie Kramer. You know, I don't know. I just, I, I wish there was more of him. I actually love this pick and I love the, how you finished it too. Cause I really think not so much crazy nights. Cause I, at least I know I don't like, uh, listen, I love the the album crazy nights, I, but yeah, I do too. The production yeah. is shit on it, but I understand yeah. at least why they went with him. He just did the big hard album. I understand. Yeah. It was 87. It, it was it just yeah. didn't work. Right. They wouldn't have done Eddie Kramer then because again, they're still going for that Bon Jovi heart poppy metal sound, right? Commercial yeah. rock. Yeah, but for Hot in the Shade, they consciously went back to their roots. Yeah, even as you know, it, it's cheesy as it is, the slide guitar in the beginning of Rise to it. They're starting to focus on their past, obviously with the set list for that tour as well. Yep, that you're so right. Even if they take, and I, everyone knows it's a lot of mostly demos on that album and kind of made into an album. Yep. But you could take all the demos, all the tracks, and ship them to Eddie Kramer. And Eddie Kramer can make them sound cohesive certain way. Yep. Hit it right on the nose. I love it, Tom. Good work. Yep. So, Tom, I'm going to jump on that. That was yeah. kind of one of my things Okay. Uh, I was going to use, so I'll put something else. I was going to say they okay. should have thrown some money into Hot in the Shade. Okay. Never, never mind the fact that the demos sound like shit yep. and the production done by who else sounds like shit. Yep. But- they use a drum machine oh, for a brutal. lot of that shit. That's a that's a good a point too. But I got to tell you, I don't enough I for a, a lot bit. of that though. Some of the Hot in the Shades, I actually think Hot in the Shade as an overall record sounds better than Crazy Nights. Song-wise, maybe not, mm. but I don't mind the sound of Hot in the Shade that mm. much. Crazy sounds Nights, terrible. Crazy Nights, I actually mind the production. I think those songs. I think if you got a better producer, because some of those songs kind of kick ass. If you got a better producer and kind of thickened up and bulked up some of those songs i think they would have had a lot more i think it, they would have kicked ass a lot harder than they than they sound yep. yep speaking of thick and bulky ernie you know hot in the shade no but i know uh, loudness crazy nights oh, oh. oh. What? don't Rock do it roll, don't do it nights. there you go i'll let let joey do it what I, i'm singing a song okay oh, i thought you were gonna do gonna do something else I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a family show. <laughs> Tom was thinking somebody was going to yell out, We are Wildness! We are here to walk you! There you go. Instead, Zeus did it. There you go. I don't, know, shade I, I don't know him. <laughs> what is Hot in the Shade one with the big sphincter on it? Not a sphincter. Uh, that's, that's a, not a sphinx, sphincter. Ernie. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're a sphincter. Nice. <laughs> No, but Tom, that's a great pick. I would have loved God. I would have loved Eddie Kramer on something like that. Again, yeah. even a live three. I don't, I mean, at the time, I kind of liked the way a live three sounded. If you oh, look I still back do. At I it, still do. I don't love the way that sounds. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't love it. It's a little overdone with the crowd. And yeah, I don't love I, the production yeah. on it. I, I, I think they could have done better. I have a bootleg. One of my favorite shows I've ever seen was Kiss at Lamore in Brooklyn. That on that that tour, like the club mm -hmm. date tour, yeah. And there's a bootleg. If you go on YouTube, look up uh, Brooklyn Rock City. Okay. And it's Kiss uh, at Lamore, and it's a famous rock club in Brooklyn. The sound quality is there. They are on fire. It's I have it a, yeah. I have, I have my a, favorite Kiss show that I've ever been to. 
Yeah, I have a few bootlegs from the Revenge Tour too, and they 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 sound better than a live three. Yeah, I, I love I love a live three, but yeah. yeah, that's why they got cheap on Hot in the Shade, and they're not going to pay for an Eddie Kramer to produce it. That's right. the other part. Yeah, of course. Yep. Come on, Zeus number two. What do you got? All right. So I don't want to get too serious. Uh oh. But number two, I'll get it over with. And that is the stuff that we all hate. And sorry, Ernie, I'm going to bring them up. And that is the whole Eric Carr thing. I'm just so sick of it. I don't think there's a good side on any on either end because I don't want to shit on Paul and Gene for what they did. They still had a, you know, we weren't there for their relationship. And from what I understand, Eric is beloved by everybody. But Eric was being very, very sensitive. And he was, you know, obviously annoying Paul because the poor guy was dead when he wrote his book. And Paul's still shitting on him about being needy, about needing uh, affirmations constantly. Like, yeah, you're the, our drummer. You know, what the fuck? Stop being like this. And he wasn't talking to him throughout Hot in the Shade. So we don't know what happened prior to that. We don't know either side. Um, I like the fact that Paul on Howard Stern recently said, yeah, uh, you know, I feel awful about that. Yeah. So I think people need to let it go, like not get into it and dig up. Yeah, that makes Paul and Gene assholes. They didn't go. They didn't pay. And then Eric and maybe his family were like, hey, keep him away. Fuck off. Fuck you, kiss. And we don't know what the story was. I don't believe in my heart that Paul and Gene were like, we're not fucking paying his insurance. He's fucking on his own. I don't believe that at all. There's no fucking way. Um. And were they, you know, the whole thing about bringing Eric Singer in and telling, hey, we're going to record our album without you. That's a fucking judgment call. I, I don't know. I believe him when he says, I didn't think he was going to die. If he thought he was going to die. Yeah, we'd wait. But Kiss isn't Kiss who they are now. Kiss was a band going broke if they didn't get back in the studio again. So, uh, you know, I, it, it's hard. And what happens is when this stuff kind of gets discussed, it's it's never shines a good light on anybody because you can't really criticize Eric for what he was going through at the time because no one knew what was in his mind. And the poor guy passed away from this terrible, terrible, you know, disease. And meantime, the other guys, we weren't there to see what they thought. I'm sure they weren't like, fuck him. Like some people perceive him as heartless monsters. But this whole Eric thing, it's part of their history. And any documentary, any discussion of the history all the way through, you got to get to this part. And it sucks. I hate fucking talking about it. I hate thinking about it. And it never makes anybody really look good. And honestly, it's none of our business. I, I do love the fact that Paul really kind of came clean and kind of really like was really really open and blunt about how he regrets and apologizes and feels bad i mean I, I i i find it interesting that he would even go there now in 2023 but i mean i'll give him credit on that i mean we shit on paul enough so i'll give him credit when he deserves it but yeah yeah Ern, i'm gonna skip your pick because i'm gonna just leave this right it so this is my number two as well but i definitely okay. have a different take than zeus so listen i get it in hindsight everything is different right but at the time 
And again, I'm, I'm very friendly with Loretta, uh, Eric's sister. So I heard mm-hmm. a little bit more of the back end of that side of the argument. And I don't know what's true, what's not true. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I do think the way that it was handled, whether they, you know, removed his insurance and did that and did that, what I believe happened was, yeah, they didn't think he was going to die. I'm not saying they thought he was going to die, but I do think that they moved on very quickly and decided they need to record this next record. And they Mm -hmm. didn't realize, and again, Paul, like Tommy, you said, addressed this on the Howard Stern interview, which was great. Um, I do think, you know, they moved on and what they didn't realize they were doing was removing the one thing that Eric could hold on to, which was being in Kiss. Now, they can say all they want, you know, the stuff with the insurance and, you know, removing the insurance. What I do think happened was, and I don't even know if Gene and Paul realized this happened, was by removing Eric, you know, Eric's a hired gun. Eric was never, you know, officially a member of KISS, if you want to call it that. Eric was always a hired gun. So, you know, by removing him and not putting him um, on that revenge record and starting the new sessions, I believe some whatever the contract they had with Eric either expired or ran its course, if you want to say, or maybe there was a clause in it that if Eric couldn't perform, it got voided. Now, I'm not saying Gene and Paul know the, the nuances of all this stuff, but I do think that legally, I think the insurance was removed. I think by him not being a member of the KISS organization or whatever you want to call it, as an employee, I think insurance was removed. And to Eric lying in a hospital bed, you, you're hearing that, you know, my insurance was removed, which means I'm out of the band. They're recording a new record without me. He's out in his brain. They moved on. They fired me. They left me in the fucking gutter. Whether that's exactly how it happened, who knows? Nobody knows, I guess, except the people who were involved. But Eric's perception is all that mattered at that moment. And I I think, you know, the way they handled it was shitty, was cold, uh, was heartless. Do they regret it? I'm sure they do. But I just think it's one of those moments in history where, God, just take a couple months and see what's going to happen. Don't bring in same thing like they brought in new members to, you know, studio guys to record on Psycho Circus. Breathe. We know you're going to get your advance from your new record, blah, 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 for the revenge record. You don't have to have it at that moment. Breathe a second. If you didn't know Eric was going to die, how serious it was, maybe it's because you didn't want to you don't want to listen. Research. Yeah, I was just going uh, uh, to I was just going to the doctors. I was just going to jump in on that. And I think I, I, I'm, I'm not giving Paul too much credit on the, you know, I didn't know he was going to die or, well, okay. Well, if, if you didn't know, and you're not a doctor, but if you didn't know the seriousness of his situation, then don't do anything. Don't, don't, don't act as if like, if, if you don't know that he's going to die, if you don't know what, like, then like you like wait maybe hold up hold off on making any dramatic well, decisions I, I think or any dramatic move they didn't know he was going to die because they didn't want to know but that's they, that, they, that's, they, that's they possible they too. didn't inquire about it they didn't go the the next step and say well what's really going on how sick is he blah 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 i think they just didn't take that extra step 
Okay, hey, let's ask on let me, too fast. Well, because let you have ask, to me, because you have to care to ask, and yeah. I don't know, and we don't know if they did. Let I'm me sorry. add a couple factors into Good. this, though. By this point, Eric would have been the fifth guy in and out of Kiss. Okay, right? They've already got rid of um, Peter, Ace, Vinny, Mark St. John, Mark St. John. So. It, it wasn't like a big deal to get a new member in Kiss. That's one. Yeah, Eric, but all those guys. But, but the Eric's reason. They're 11 but, years at this point. Okay, the reason. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm yeah, adding the, a couple But things. the reason all those guys left was different. Okay, but I'm just saying to replace him wouldn't be that big a deal. In general, I'm saying. Because they've re at that point, Kiss was still replacing people left and right. Whatever. So you got that. This didn't happen during lick it up this didn't happen during animalize this happened after they just had a huge tour right where paul and eric weren't talking at all right so i think that also led into the mistrust and fuck him fuck him and not digging into it well i don't want to find out about him when i call to see how he's doing they give me attitude so i'm not fucking calling them yeah you know shit like that i'm saying if this happened during the earlier years where everything, everybody loved each other, and Eric is the prankster and all that. I don't think it would have gotten to this point. You may be right uh, about lapse insurance, but, uh, but, but I've heard Gene and Paul both say we, especially Gene, we paid it all his medical expenses. Now that doesn't mean they had his insurance. That just means whatever the bill is, we'll take care of it. And he, they shouldn't have had to think, "I'm dying and my bills. Who's going to take care of it?" You shouldn't have put that on him. But Zeus, I, I think almost what you're saying is true, meaning you're right. Eric wasn't getting along with Paul. Things were happening. He was getting paranoid. He was this. But you also got to understand, he's got stuff happening with his brain. Things are happening at that time. I'm not blaming Eric, him, Joe. Eric's not yeah, I'm not blaming thinking. him. I'm just saying the but relationship saying, was strained. That's but what. what I'm saying is that's almost the reason why they move on so fast, because the relationship was strained. Yeah. Rather than taking it for a second and saying, hey, besides we're not getting along, this guy's sick. Let's look into this a second. They, there was a point that he was getting better, though, buddy, right? Well, better. He had heart, that he had come, heart surgery. Yeah. I mean, And he survived, <laughs> and he was getting better. But my point that for, on that would be, were they being told Eric is going to, you know, Eric could go anytime? Uh, now? Two were they asking? Were, were they even I asking? Yeah, were they, were they asking? None of us know. But you don't know if they, he, they were thinking he could die in three years. When do sit on the road? We and, there's also the, and there's also the, st the stories you've heard, too, that even if Eric did not pass, that he was going to be out of the band anyways. Well, again, that's the stuff. Not that that, that not that that justifies any of, the, of their no, behavior. No, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not saying they should have waited for Eric. What I'm saying is right. they didn't not only wait for Eric, meaning they moved on and started recording yeah. Revenge. I believe officially contractually he was fired from the band at that time i think he was removed from yeah. the organization which is which, terrible if that was which, the case which destroyed him of course it did yeah Jesus. so again yeah. that that's the i'm not saying yeah you're right he either way he's sick he probably can't tour for three four years no matter what happens even if he makes a full recovery you right. got things have to move on right but i yep. think the shitty part was saying okay let's remove him from the organization Here's a new guy. Let's start recording. That's the part that bothers me. And what bothers me most is we're having to have this conversation. 
Yes. We're not there. We don't know. No, of course. It's, it's a fucking terrible thing to talk about because it's really nothing about the music. It's about the people yeah. behind it. But yeah. I do like to think in some sense, there's a happy ending in this, in the sense that Paul and Gene are obviously sharing their thoughts that we could have done it better. Agreed. They're not. Could you imagine if they're still to this day going, I have nothing wrong. I'm I well, have dude, but you, yeah, but you're talking within the last few weeks. Paul's book. No, no, I Paul's think book, I, he shits on Eric. The whole book. Yeah, he but he doesn't him. shit on him when he died. And I'm saying, like, if they were like, I have a clear conscience. We did nothing wrong. God bless him. But we did. Nothing I, I, wrong. I, I understand. I've never heard him saying you're, that. You're writing a book. In retrospect, you, this guy passed. You're going to shit on him all throughout it. But then this little chapter where he passed away. You'll talk nice about him because you know, Paul, he's got to get the last word in. Cause if the car family and everyone else is saying what an asshole he is, Paul needs to get his, his yeah. side of the story out first. You know him. Mm, yeah. Ernie, what do you think of this? I want to leave. <laughs> Ernie wants to go to sleep. I skipped yeah. Ernie's number two. Ernie, you're number two. Come on. What do you got? You wouldn't believe what my number two was. Oh, I'd, Eric Carr. Yeah, uh, going to Eric Carr on his deathbed and letting him know that he was fired from Kiss. <laughs> so, wow. Is it really no. joking around? That was my number two, yeah. Oh, no shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, all right. I, I don't oh, want to talk about it anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Good. I don't blame you. I, I think we just Come beat on. that one. All right, so we're up to our number ones. Tom, we're going to try to get you in bed before 945, okay? I promise... Uh it's okay. I can stay up. I'm doing you okay. Sure? You're right. I'm doing okay. Yeah, I took my Flintstone vitamins. I feel energized. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Let's recap what you have so far. Okay. Number five, no live album with Eric Carr in the 80s. Number four, the world without heroes video. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, they didn't go back to Bruce and Eric after the reunion tour to do some more non-makeup stuff. Number two, getting Eddie Kramer to produce something in the 80s. And your number one worst kiss moment of all time is. Well, this is obviously not the worst moment of all time. This is just something that <laughs> bothers the shit out of me. Um, okay. One of the greatest albums of the 70s. And in my opinion, the greatest solo album of them all is Paul Stanley's. You're wrong. I am right, and everybody knows I'm right. 100% right. What I want to know is why was the only single released from that album one of the single worst <laughs> songs in the entire Kiss catalog? So much so that it actually made it as one of the three selections on the best of the solo <laughs> albums release. And that is hold me, touch me, oh. let me know when I'm a fucking away from me, whatever, an absolute disaster of a song. And I, it, it frustrates me that 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 was the one that album 
is literally unskippable for me, except for that song. And but that's you... the only song. <laughs> it's awful. Why are you laughing at me? Because How dare you? You literally contradicted what you said. That's one of the main reasons why it is not the best Kiss solo album. Oh, dude. First of all, there's like five songs on Ace's album that are unlistenable. Give me one. <laughs> Uh, uh, wiped out, ozone, you, snow blind. Out of your mind. Uh, Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm in of, need of love. Exactly. That's a great a, song. When one of the best songs on your album is an instrumental, your album sucks. Hold me, touch me Fractured is unlistenable. Ernie, what? Fractured go ahead. Mirror is great. Fractured mirror. Oh, see, Fractured Ernie knows. See, great. Now I, I will know, say, rip, I, know I, I will. I know seventies kiss. I will say rip it out, rip, rip it out and speed back to my baby are absolutely spectacular. But Paul's album top to bottom is incredible. Now, here's my question with it. Listen, I agree with you because that that yeah. song is unlistenable. It, it's ridiculous that, that 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 is the song off that record that that it was that, the only single release from it. Is, do you think it's now I can't imagine. I think Kiss is so powerful at this point with yeah. Casablanca. I don't I, obviously for people out there who don't know, 99 percent of the time. 99.9% of the time, the record company is, is picking the single off the record. Right. So they tell the band, we think this is the single. We think this is the song that has the most radio potential, blah, 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 blah. I think Kiss is so powerful at this point that Paul actually can make that call and say, no, 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 no. This is my single. Hold me, touch me. Why? And I because really... it's like because it's like AM gold. It's like late seventies. Yes, because he gold. wants to shut Peter Chris the fuck up because Beth is their biggest hit of all yep. time. I think and he doesn't want to yep. have him hold it. So I'm going to do a ballad, and it's going to be better than yours. Agreed. I think Paul has that to makes show me even, that, that annoys that me even side more. Of him, I'm going to show the world this is the real Paul Stanley. I, I'm I'm sensitive and I feel emotioned and, and I'm I'm a, I'm a mixture between Paul and Ernie right there. I was just gonna um, say, what are you doing right there? Leave Ernie <laughs> out of this. But great pick, I love it. Okay, good. Because Ernie, I you know this song? I do not. You're oh. lucky. It's put it's, it on tonight. You will fall right to sleep. It sounds <laughs> like it, it's almost as bad as Paul's Folgers commercial. It it, it sounds like that. It's it's that bad. I like to imagine laying on Paul Stanley's hairy chest, and I'll listen to it. Oh, Jesus! Do you, do you have one of those, Ernie? Do you have one of those Joey Casada pillows that he gives people? I might have had one um in the Hamptons. I know you don't know what that. Goes, but, <laughs> oh, I've, yeah, we've heard but, some Hampton stories. I think yeah. I've seen you give one to Jericho. Take a take a Joey Casada pillow and serenade it with this song tonight. Ernie didn't need a pillow. He had the real me. He had the real Joey. We we shared a bed for a su- we we had a bed in the we had a summer house, crazy summer house in the Hamptons every year in, in, in Long Island, in New York, and we shared a bedroom and our, we shared a bed. We had we didn't have a sheet, no blanket, nothing. Dude. Am I wrong, Ernie? Did you edit out the uh, the bed thing? Oh no, we had we had our our each other's body warmth. That's all we had. Oh God, fast forward. <laughs> God, we don't even uh, talk like this on our show. Oh, hot that, ass. That Jesus. is a good pick. Speaking of hot ass, great pick, Tom. Oh God. 
All right, Juice. I'm going to shove you in a container in Vinnie Vincent's garage. (laughs) (laughs) Vinnie Vincent, Vinnie Vincent's storage unit. Oh, God. Oh, Looking for a God. place to get rid of bodies? Visit <laughs> Vinnie Vincent Storage Containers. Oh, com. Oh. When it's too cold to bury your dead dogs and you, need, and you need some body work, come to my bed and lie down with Vinnie. I have some Eric Carr jokes, but I'm holding them Oh, Ernie! Stop it, Ernie. We're make- stop Vinnie it. Vincent is always on. <laughs> we can always make fun of Vinnie. Eric Carr's off limits. Oh, All right, I'm notice. holding it back. Holding it back. I'm Eric Carver is not going in Vinnie Vincent's garage. Whoa! Oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> Almighty, <laughs> fucking Ernie! God. Ernie, the the Australian <laughs> Kiss fans are going to come to you. They're going to ride their shark boat over from wherever the hell they are. Or the speakers. We're going to have the speakers playing, and the sharks are going to be following them, and they're going to attack <laughs> you. Nobody's as scared of the Australian Kiss fans because they think Shandy is the bigot. That's a good point. Oh, that song is fucking horrendous. I, I can't know. believe that's not Zeus's number one. Maybe it is. Wait, maybe. Hold on. I know. Hold on. Yeah. That's yeah, a nice yeah. segue. All right, Zeus. No, let's, that's, uh, that, don't, that's low-hanging fruit. I'm not picking songs because, uh, yeah. you know, there's just that's just too easy. So let's, my number one thing Hold on. Is hold I, on. Let's recap your yeah. five first. Okay. Number five, of course, The Painter. <laughs> the Painter. <laughs> number <laughs> number four. How stupid that is. The Painter. It's unbelievable. The painter. Number four, Gene preaching for years. We do not use backing tracks. Oops. <laughs> I do not use backing tracks. Let me rephrase that. I do not use backing tracks. Number three, the firing of Sean Delaney. Great pick. Number two, like many of us, the handling of Eric Carr's death. Yep. Zeus, your number one, worst all kiss right. moment of all time. So I've mentioned this many times on our show. But for your listeners, maybe they have not heard it. I think the worst thing they did, and it's a little small little thing they did, and they did it on Destroyer. Tom's heard me bitch about this. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm going to go play a hand of cards. I can't make it. (laughs) I'm going to call my friend up Dick Wagner to do this part. Once they open that door of bringing in session guys and ghost players, Yep. That changed Kiss forever. I fucking hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Oh, you know that's not Ace playing on that track. Oh, you know that's not Peter. Oh, yeah, I don't know who played on that track. Yeah, I don't think Gene's on the bass. I think that's uh, Jean Beauvoir playing on that bass. Oh, yeah, I think that's... Dude, what the fuck, dude? Yep. Like, Hold on, Ernie. Band. Can you say Jean Beauvoir for me? Jean Beauvoir. <laughs> no, nah, dude, you're you're so right. That yeah, kind of good. opened that opened the floodgates, right? That changed everything. Yeah, it gave, it gave now, permission to Ace to be lazy. Oh yeah, don't worry about exactly. it. We'll take care of it. Yep. And I think that's when he's like, "Fuck it, you're gonna pay me anyways. I'll show up. I'll rock out when I you need me. Call me when you need me." Instead of saying Ace. Instead of playing cards, we need you to fucking get in the studio and work some magic. Let's go. Nope. But they're like, fuck them. Let's get this guy. But who said fuck them? Well, originally, it sounds like the producer right. who so was Ezra. the fucking taskmaster on that's, that album. To me, that's the culprit. It's not Kiss. It's not Ace playing cards. It's I, okay. Bob it's Ezrin. Ezrin. And then whoever else had any say in that, whether it's Casablanca or not, 
okaying it. As Fuck, soon as you but open the that- band should have stepped up and be like, what are you fucking talking about? We're a unit here. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah, because because Ezra, Ezra was taking the path of least resistance. He's like, oh, Ace is kind of a pain in the ass. I don't have time for that shit right now. Dick Wagner, get in here and play his part. Instead of and then Zeus, you're saying the, the and I agree, the band should have been like, no, 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 Ace, get your ass in here. And, and once I, they gave him that leeway to be lazy, that was it. Ace not being creative and getting in there and doing his shit changed right. everything. But yeah. I also think so. Again, I've been in, in the studio a million times. I do think, especially guys like Bob Ezra, and I'm sure if you dive into the Alice Cooper records beforehand and so on and so forth, and the wall and all that, yep, producers have guys that they just like to use. Sure. They know what they're going to get. get I get them. that. I get they it. Know, they know that they can communicate with them easily. You got to understand, Ezrin wasn't just a producer as far as like working the controls. Like Eddie Kramer was more of an engineer getting tones yep. and sounds. Bob, Bob, Bob Ezrin was writing parts. He wrote the Detroit Rock City solo. He's writing songs with kids. He basically he arranged Beth. wrote Beth. Yeah, right. exactly. So, True. You know, so when he's get when he's calling in a guitar player, it's easier for him to get the guy that he's I and I don't know this for sure, but I guarantee you Dick Wagner played on some of Cooper's records or oh, yeah. something else, right? So yeah, he they have guys that they would go to. It was Kiss's job as a unit, whether it was Bill, Sean Delaney, Neil Bogart, one of them to say no, no, no. Because we can never let this get out there that this is not the four superheroes you see everywhere that they go. They're a unit. We can never, God forbid, that this gets out that they're not playing on this song. It will ruin them. They should have put a stop to it right then and there. Okay, so how about this? Do you think Led Zeppelin, when Jimmy's in one of his drug phases, oh, let's just get fucking so-and-so to come in and do that part for Jimmy. No. Do you think anybody in Zeppelin would let some other player come in? How about the Eagles? Do you think fucking Don Henley's like, yeah, just bring that drummer in. He'll play my part. No, but but it's none man- of them would do that. But it's management and staff. They got to stick up for each other and say, hey, yes, stop yes. it. So I don't blame Ace for going to play cards or whatever the hell he did. Oh, I do too. No, nah, oh, they should have either said, no, Ace, you're not doing it, or fucking pay for the studio session and then when he's back you do it the next day and then you find him or something yeah but at least he should have some fucking pride and be like i don't want anybody else's guitar on this album that's not mine yeah but i don't think at that time you got to understand i don't think they're saying well ace if you're not here this guy's playing for you he don't know what the hell's going on he doesn't right. know that that's happening. Because he's understand. a lazy fuck. Yeah, but when you're in the recording studio, it's not like you're living there for everyone else's parts. Okay? Right. You're, Ace is a lead guitar player. He's probably not even playing half of the rhythms on that on that album. Okay. So he doesn't know when you know a solo is needed and this is needed and that's needed. These guys are living in the studio. Gene and Paul were probably there 24-7 with Bob Ezra. Okay? So, so these the guys are Ace living there. Because that's that's not how bands work. I guarantee. No, you. that's not how he works. No, bands don't okay. trust me. Who struggled more during Destroyer, Ace or Peter? Peter. Peter. Did Peter get replaced? No, but it's different. Here's I mean, you know you're not getting what I'm saying. So when it's you're easy to replace a guitarist when you're in a recording studio, drums are laid down first. So they're not. It's scheduled. Peter has to do all his parts before they can move on. Wonderful, but, no, but didn't get to on. a point that where Peter was struggling 
fuck him. Get him out of here. Get no, this guy in here. No, but that's not why they, they removed Ace. Ace wasn't there. Right. So that, so what happens in a recording you studio? You are a part of the Ace cult. No, You're make an excuse dude, for I'm him. telling you, but Ace ten, wasn't struggling. He just wasn't there. And we're not defending him. We're clarifying. He wasn't there. There, there are chances. We're not defending where, it. He's not just, there because there was a card game. That's one no, night. Fucking no, no, hold it. Come in the next day. No, but you got to understand. And and again, I'm not defending him. I'm not. I'm saying not either. This is, this is true. But there are points where a recording studio. Monday, oh, we're scheduling. Oh, Gene's got to lay his bass, and we're going to do some Paul um, rhythm guitars. Ace and Peter are not coming to the studio that day. That's how right. it works. They're not spending their day at the studio for no reason. It's just how it works. Okay. And there's a chance Bob Ezrin coked up in the middle, you know, after 12 hour session goes, you know what? I want to lay some solos down tonight. Let's, let's do some solos. Ace is off. They call Ace, hey, Ace, we want to do some solos. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm I'm, I, I'm I'm in the middle of a card game. He's drunk. He's high. Whatever he's doing, he wasn't scheduled that day. So they call in someone else just because Bob Ezrin wants to do a solo that night. That's how studio time works. So did that, that didn't work on the first three albums? Are you telling me that Ace was always there doing it and ready to go? No, I never had a producer like Ezra on the first three albums. That's my point. It's all right, of producers. this, whoever is to blame, all of it came onto this album and started a trend. Where we're yeah, all oh, I, to this I agree, day I agree on, with that. on fucking kiss boards going, yeah. yeah, I think that was Kevin Valentine they played. No, it wasn't. That was Anton Fig. No, no, right. no, no, no. Bob right. Kulik came in. Did, like, we still and don't know. It waters down the whole kiss catalog. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting, too, real quick before we move on. A lot of people think that kiss started to fall apart at the solo albums, Phantom of the Park, Dynasty. They started falling apart during Destroyer. And, and yeah. people think that everything was peachy keen all the way up to like, you know, it's like 78. No, the, the cracks started showing up in the recording of Destroyer and it just got yeah. worse. Because let me tell you, Deuce, here's why, you know, it's it's a Bob Edwin scheduling thing, not Ace's fault. Did Ace, do we know that Ace missed any solos on Rock and Roll Over or Love Gun? No, it's only the Destroyer stories we why? hear about. We don't. Why? Well, because Eddie Kramer is not Bob Ezrin. Exactly right. Yeah, he right. brings in Eddie, his rigor. But they nope. could have easily said to him, no, how do you know they didn't say that on the next two albums or didn't get requested? And they're like, no, we're not doing that. Because I, because I'm telling you the way studio time works, Bob Ezrin was probably one of those guys that, you know, artistically was all drugged up and wanted to run something that wasn't scheduled. And he called in his guy to do it. Whereas right. Eddie Kramer said, hey, Ace, Tuesday and Wednesday is all your solos. He showed up and did all his solos. He didn't say I'm all done. He didn't call <laughs> Tuesday Tuesday at, at three in the morning. And say, hey Ace, we've decided we're doing it all on all night, or we need you here tonight. Can't I'm make just it. Telling you, the you start know? of that led to the Ghost Players, and we still to this day Agreed. don't know who played on every fucking track. Totally well, I, agree with I that. Agree, yeah. I agree with the gripe. I'm just sticking up why it happened. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ernie. We're up to you. I, I, I need to piggyback on something you said a couple of minutes ago. Um, Dick Dick Wagner was on um Alice Cooper's 1975 and 1976 album. Interesting. Yeah, Who did he was Alice's Wagner... guitarist? He, was he on? Was he? Yeah, he was Alice's oh, guitarist, he was. wasn't he? For Welcome to Nightmare and Go to Hell. Yeah, and then he got brought in for as a session guy for Ezra and as a hired gun kind of. But. Because he worked with him already, he knows he's reliable. He probably had yeah. a, a rapport with him rather than uh, they might not have even a call base. You know, we don't even know the story, but I guarantee you it's more of a scheduling thing than we realize. I just don't like the fact that you're, 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 you're excusing Ace like, oh, you know, it's not his fault. 
How do you know he wasn't like, hey, Ace, can you come down here? Okay, I'll come down in an hour. Oh, hold on. I'm in the middle of my cot. Like, no, I, still, listen, I, you're not, giving him a free pass. I'm not giving point. him a free pass. I'm saying that all I'm giving is an alternative thing that could have happened. Again, because I've been in the studio millions of times. And I they wouldn't know, do that to Paul. Or no, Gene. but I know how things work sometimes. I've been in studios where, you know, all the guys are not there. And if someone's not there and we're like, oh, my God, we need this bass touched up right here. The bassist isn't on call that day. He's not scheduled to be there. We grab the guy that's in the studio and we say, hey, do, do me a favor. Can you play this lick quick? And he right. plays it quick and they record it. That's how it works. I think that I I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that, Joey. I think the problem is when you combine that with the kind of pain in the ass that Ace is <laughs> and the laziness. The la it's just like ah, like oh, it's almost like Ace course. doesn't even deserve the benefit of the doubt. Although there might yeah. be, there hey, might how be did one. I sound? Right, hey, right. Hey, oh, hey Vinny, what the hell you got in these containers over here? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't look like leftover stew. Is that I ordered some chopped suey from the local Chinese restaurant. This oh, is this, does, this smells kind of funny. <laughs> I can play Maybe. anything there, Vinny. I just need a drummer. <laughs> oh, we know that quarter of the century, right there. <laughs> Good luck, Ace. <laughs> All right, Ernie. See you, Bruce. <laughs> Good luck, Ernie. Let's recap what you got here. Number five: Gene torturing an interviewer. That's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt and tells him, I'm not doing the interview while you have an Iron Maiden shirt on. Classic Gene. I love that. Number four, the beautiful poetic. Great expectations lyric. Ugh. Number three, the pull of the night. Absolutely. Vinnie Vincent's Dead Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name for an album. <laughs> Num <laughs> number two, just like Zeus and I, the treatment of Eric Carr's death. Ernie, I can't wait. I don't know where you're going with this. I couldn't even guess in a million years. Your number one worst moment in history. When she says, stop, baby, go, go, go. No. Okay, oh, yeah, yes. that doesn't age well. Does not age well. Uh, definitely does not age well. Uh, I believe it's in uh, Making Love, right? Yeah. yeah. A little Paul Stanley lyric in the song Making Love by Kiss. Another deep pull there from Ernie. I like it. Ernie, uh, er, this, Ernie this is a lyric Ernie always used to recite to me <laughs> all the time. I don't want to know why. This, it, and listen, obviously, you know, in today's day and age, you know, this, I mean, this was actually going to lead into my number one perfectly. But Ernie, what do you think of this? It's terrible. It's, it's, it's the definition of rape. Pretty much. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're removing a uh, baby. It's cold outside. Right. But, but making love is still being put on the radio. Well, I mean, look, look at look at the opening lyric to that to the song. I just I, I just hate when the girl says, wait, wait, 
like right yeah. off the bat, it's like, and then the and then the, the funny, the ironic thing is the song is called "Making Love." <laughs> he ain't making love to anybody in that song. <laughs> he's, he's forcing love. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Ernie. Thank you. Uh, Ernie knows what he's doing. That's why he does. He's, he's a secret weapon. I like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously that lyric, again, it's going to lead perfectly into my number one because that 1976-77 Paul Stanley doesn't exist anymore. Not mm. And the 1980s, any 87 Paul Stanley doesn't exist anymore. I don't think the 1996 that, Paul that, Stanley exists anymore. That, you know, Paul, St that's on the exposed video doing the Paul Stanley workout, which to me is one of the most classic things ever on a video. Yep. Yes, the Paul Stanley workout tape for dirty minds and clean bodies. I will show you how to get the body you always wanted and the woman it belongs to. Yes, the Paul Stanley exercise tape. Join me, won't you? All Stanley Workout Tape, available where better videos are sold. Because a muscle is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, that, you know, my number one, and again, let me, re I'll quickly recap my five. Number five, studio musicians on Psycho Circus, killing uh, Ace and Peter and the momentum of the reunion tour. Number four, one word, sharks. <laughs> Number three, the Detroit Rock City soundtrack, uh, absolute travesty of a song. Ruined, again, momentum, party time, classic kiss, comedy movie. Let's let that, I know what we need right here, a Diane Warren ballad. <laughs> Number two, same thing as Ernie and Zeus, the treatment of Eric Carr uh, and his passing. My number one, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'll just call it, the new Paul Stanley. Mm. I don't even know who this, I know I've been on your show talking about this many a times. I don't even know who this person is. The person that I grew up loving, and he said something recently, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I'll paraphrase it. He said something recently. I grew up, my, and, and this may be ridiculous to say, my whole life is based around Kiss and their, yeah. and their mottos of, believing in yourself and never give up and no matter what you do and you know fulfill your dreams no matter who says you're never going to make it and Paul saying the only people that you know say you can't do it are the people they fa that fail themselves all this inspirational talk I've never done a drug or smoked a cigarette in my life probably because of Paul Stanley and, and, and Gene Simmons they're they're preaching to me as, as a young kid I lived my life of this by the things that they said, and mostly by Paul, the things that Paul said. You know, believing in yourself, and I know you know you guys shit on it, and Jericho loves it, but the song "My Way" on oh. Crazy Nights, I absolutely love it. Not only for the song, I like it. He hates it. The lyric is incredible. Love it. Live my life by it. Anyway, he recently came out and actually said he did. Exact opposite. Oh no, he didn't. Not, not that. Not yet. Uh, he recently had a quote again. I don't have it in front of me, but he said something almost to the complete opposite of everything he's ever said in his whole life. He said something like, "If you're shooting for the stars, yes, you, I know. You, 
you better make sure you, you know you better backtrack and you know face reality if you don't think you're going to make it and have something to fall back on and imagine you know, that change your dreams and and settle for something that you can achieve don't set your goals too high again i'm paraphrasing don't kill, kiss fans out there don't kill me i don't have the exact quote in front of me but he basically said don't shoot for the stars if you don't think you're going to make it you better you better shoot lower because you know all dreams don't come true and i was like what i remember that you know never mind you know singing to a track and all the stuff i don't care about that stuff but the paul stanley that i know and love from the 70s and 80s to come out now and say this is it it it, it i hate to, it breaks my heart it really does yeah, I I agree with you, Joey. I remember when I saw that, and I was like, I was like, wait a minute, this is like the most bizarro, like backwards message. Like, it's it, it's almost like he's 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 discouraging people to to strive for something. Yeah, it was we. It was we. I remember that. That was weird. Uh, you know what I would say? He's patting himself on the back. Oh, everything he does is oh, because yeah. he's now come to the to the thing that yeah, I achieved it because I'm <laughs> I'm in something special. Yeah, you can't. You no. Know, so, you know, only achieve like only dream things that you actually think might happen. So if you're five foot two, you're not gonna be in the NBA. Well right. go tell that to fucking Spud Webb. Spud Webb. It wasn't Spud Webb, it was the other guy was like five two. Spud Webb was like Oh five, Muggs, seven. oh Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. He was like five Wait. two. Ernie, <laughs> Ernie, yeah, but and then he said something along those lines, and he's trying to be profound. I think he's trying to say, "Well, I had nothing to fall back because this is the only thing I knew I wanted to do." Yeah. Okay, but for you, it works because you're super talented, Paul Stanley. Right? Zeus, Zeus you, you're, you're so right again. I hate to agree with you, idiots, because I hate both of you. But oh, Zeus, you, you're right. You're perfectly, perfectly said when you when you said he's patting himself on the back. And that's yeah. what he's doing. He's telling you, I can achieve my dreams because <laughs> because I'm Paul Stanley. Yeah, you but you dumb, but you you dumb, you dumb as, shits. You're not as good as me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you, you dumb see, shits, you dumb shits need to stack up the dead dogs in your garage because that's all you're going to be doing with your life. Yeah. You see those ugly panther strip fucking pumas? I can do that. I thought oh. to myself, I can do that, and I did. I designed a sneaker. Yeah, yeah. Kiss Tards brought it, bought them. Uh, Nobody else. It's that animalized patterned fanny pack that he sells. <laughs> yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, and I I, I love him that. preaching that he sold twenty five million in paintings. Now, listen, Paul, I'm not saying you're not you're a good painter, bad painter. I don't care about your painting. The only reason you're selling even a dollar's worth of painting is because of you're your Paul name. Stanley from Kiss. Did you Kiss. see the one that he posted the other day on his Twitter? It literally looks like if you took like ketchup and mustard and spray them at a canvas and it's like oh look at like, this like jim sari and dumb and yeah, dumber when he's dumb and dumber yeah and he's but like the oh. problem is for every one of us that would reasonably say something on twitter to him there are like ten thousand to one opposite kiss tards that are oh, like Paul, you are so beautiful. talented but, but you are the most so, handsome man but, paul but i don't even mind that that's okay but you should right. acknowledge it's happening because of who you are from Kiss, not because you're this magnificent Renaissance painter. I think he knows that. He'll just never fucking admit I that. I don't. You know what? 
I disagree. He doesn't know it. He's been going to therapy for so long. Oh, absolutely. His therapist I agree with is you. telling him how great he is <laughs> and how good he is at everything that he does. Doesn't give him. He has no reality check in his whole He's life. He's Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Doggone it. I'm good enough. Hey, people like me. That's him. Ernie, I know you live by Paul Stanley's mottos, just like your number one pick. But Paul Stanley nowadays, Ernie, I don't know if you know him, but he he's not he's not Paul Stanley who was eating, you know, cereal and root beer in the exposed video telling people that he only ate meat that was fresh. No. He's doing fucking bunny hops on his electric bike. On his electric bike. And, and <laughs> And he's incapable uh, of cracking a smile, no matter how excited yeah, he's pretending photos, to be. Looking like, looking like one of his kids shit his pants right next to him. <laughs> I've never heard the word "kiss hard" before. By the way, that's, I'm, I'm right now. Uh oh, uh oh, we've we've oh. baptized Ernie. This is yeah. bad. Yeah, we know some people out there don't like that word. That's um, okay. You don't you don't have to listen to it. You can edit it out. You can edit it out. It's fine. We don't do any editing on our show. That we can tell, I know. You guys, this is... We, like, <laughs> we don't know how to edit. <laughs> yeah, you just know how to hit record and stop. Where are the cameras? This is great. We're at we're at 10.01 right now. Tom is oh. going to turn into a pumpkin anytime now. <laughs> so we, we got we to wrap this up. But I do want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Like I said, wow. when I wanted to do this, this worst kiss, uh, worst, worst moments in history, there's no one I could have had on. Besides you two, I really want to. I, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Joey, you're the best. Thanks for having us, Ernie. Great to meet you and get onto a show with you guys. It was it's awesome. This is Joey. Well, this is why you are on our annual Festivus episode when we bitch about Kiss. It's the same thing. But yeah, so yeah, check us out. Go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com, and uh, you'll find all the information about our show there. And we're on. All the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please check us out. Follow us and, you know, more kiss fun with us, just like you get with Joey and Ernie. Absolutely. Definitely check these guys out. Their their show is hysterical. This type of humor. Again, we always say subject matter almost doesn't doesn't even nobody even cares about. It's about the chemistry between the people yep. on the shows. Yep. It didn't matter what subject we had on. I would like to do a non-kiss subject with you guys one of these days, but yeah. I, had to, I had to have you guys on for this just to have you guys back again. I'd like to have you guys on periodically. Ernie, what about you? What's going on this week? Anything? I have over 20 honorable mentions. Oh, oh, oh we forgot to do honorable <laughs> mentions. Give me a quick honorable mention, Ernie. Come on. Uh, do you guys know who Bill Starkey is? Oh, yeah. Of course. Kiss Army. You know, he got paid nothing when uh, yes. stole it from him. And he actually named it Kiss Army, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for people who know, Bill Starkey is the person who started the infamous Kiss Army, which is basically the Kiss fan base, the Kiss uh, fan club. And he got no compensation for it. You're, I mean, but that's right up, that's right up Kiss's alley right there. Thanks. I'll take that, sucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Also, uh, from the Lorax, remember when it when the uh, the little guy tries to sell air? Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Gene Simmons must have saw that and thought it was a great idea with the uh, guitar air strings. Uh, that was hilarious. Oh, the, the but, empty, empty plastic bag. I love. Let that. me let me tell you something. As as embarrassing as that is, 
it is absolutely brilliant because it's I hilarious. when I saw I that, it. I sent that to every Kiss fan that has made fun of me over the years. Oh, they got a Kiss coffin. They got Kiss condoms. They got this, this, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, yeah, you thought those were bad? Kiss is selling <laughs> nothing. They're selling nothing. A literal bag, an empty bag. And you'll buy it. An empty bag called (laughs) Air Guitar Strings. It's it's amazing. Oh, it's brilliant. It is. Absolutely brilliant. If you want the new top five Air Guitar Strings, (laughs) send us an email at top5withjoeycasada at gmail.com. Hopefully the new top five um, scratch and sniff Ernie We'll be on uh, Amazon coming up. We're going to have that on Amazon soon. What's that? That's not based on your uh, the incident at your house, I hope, because nobody wants it to is, scratch or we'll sniff that. It is. I took a little sample from the oh. drain when I was scooping Jesus. it out with the fork. Literally a fork, guys. I had to scoop it out with the fork. Took a little sample, sent it to the Amazon lab. The, the Amazon scientist came up with the new scratch and sniff. It is a thing Perfect. of beauty. It'll be available for this summer. Fun for barbecues. Good for cornhole tournaments. You guys will love it. Don't say cornhole too much. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> oh, the sink was full to the top. Oh, we were oh, scooping it out with red cups. And then he's got two two pairs of shitty underwear on my floor. <laughs> my first, my first, why two? Why was he wearing two pairs of underwear? Extra protection. <laughs> and they were on my floor. I said, Ernie, you left them there. He goes, well, I'm not picking them up. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. If you, anyone who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, go back and listen to an episode. Fourth of July weekend, Ernie came a, over my house. It's, a, it's incredible. Got sick, destroyed my house, ruined my family forever. <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing story. Poor Ernie. If Joey guys, said he was going to pay for my insurance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, knew, you knew he had to get one last one in there. <laughs> Joey. Oh, That's I would have cut you. Just so you know, you are no Eric Carr, Ernie. I would have cut you right off. If you like this episode, let us know what you think of our picks. Send your emails to top5withjoeycasada at gmail.com. That's top5withjoeycasada at gmail.com. All of our merch is on Amazon. You can find the new Ernie shirts on Amazon, the doctor shirts on Amazon, top5withjoeycasada shirts, all my other merch, Xerox, ZO2, all that stuff. Go to amazon.com. Just type in Joey Casada. All the stuff will be up there. Of course, my books. Tom Zeus and I have some big plans coming up in the future we'll tell you about. Uh, maybe uh, maybe in a couple months, but we got some big news coming up. We, we're collaborating on something big. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we'll even get Ernie involved at some point, right, Ern? Whatever you say. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. Dude, I'm everybody. honored that we got oh. to meet the, the, the good-looking guy of your crew. Whoa, whoa! It's a pleasure, Ernie. That's right, Ernie. Awesome. Yep. Once again, you don't so adjust much. your television sets, everyone. That is what Tom and Zeus really look like. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>